everybody. Hi. It's time. It's Tuesday night. That means it's time for the best show. Best show's back. What do you what do you think about that, everybody? I know what I think about it. And we have an exciting show planned for you tonight. Oh my goodness. We have Chris Gethard's gonna be here in studio. And we're gonna have Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers here in studio. And we've got all sorts of stuff lined up for you all night long. Get ready. We got the whole crew, AP Mike's here. We got Pat Burns. See, I'm gonna say Pat. I'm not saying Pat Last anymore. Got Pat Byrne, AP Mike Dudio. All sorts of stuff coming your way. Get ready. Because the old clock on the wall tells me it's time to begin the best show. Show. Second and 
Show, back on another Tuesday night. My name's Tom, I'm the host of the show, Tom Sharpling, how are you? The phone number, 201-332-3484, that's the phone number for tonight's show, 201-332-3484, and we've got, uh, got AP Mike uh, out there, how's it sound Mike? Good, Mike's pumped up tonight. Mike's fired up. Getting more and more infrequent for him to actually seem like he wants to be here. But, you know, I'll take it when I can get it. That's where we're at now. I take it when I can get it. I'd rather be somewhere else. That's That's his prerogative. He comes here when we got guests. He's pumped up when we got guests. Yeah, fair enough. Like they said in Bye Bye Birdie, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Remember when that one guy was like, they cut to him in the car. He's like, when they got you hooked, then you really cooked. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? We never saw that guy again in the whole movie. He's driving a jalopy. You'd think he was like the cool guy in town. Nah, man. He was out. Before you knew, he never came back. Oh, we just heard from a giant dog. From one of my favorite albums of the year. Pile. Name of that song is Disney. I saw the, the pictures there. Looks like they're filming a video for it. I can't wait. How about that? And tonight. Later in the program, Chris Gethard, the star of the movie Don't Think Twice and the soon-to-be king of the Great White Way. His, his uh, show Career Suicide is going off-Broadway in uh, next uh, month. He'll be in studio. Along with him will be Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be, this is a five star program tonight. And again, the number 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mike? One? Mike says one. Let's go to one. Best, best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is a first time caller, Mikey from Huntington Beach, California. Mikey from Huntington Beach. What's going on out in Huntington Beach tonight? Not much, Tom. I actually ditched my class at Cal State Long Beach tonight to actually listen to the show. And this is my first time calling in. Well, I welcome you to the best show. <laughs> cool, man. I've been listening I've been listening for about like probably 
four years now, and I was like, eh, I'm going to call in today. I ditched class already. I love it. What class did you ditch? I cla- I ditched a novel. So we have it's 16 weeks, 16 novels. 16? And this is my only, this is my only and last class before I graduate with a bachelor's, so. And what novel are you reading now? As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. Ah, the master. Yeah, I, I, I was lost. I had to go back and read it a second time, and, uh, so far the only character that I've liked so far was, uh, Cash, probably. What other novels have you read in the class? Uh, we are reading uh, Paco's Story, uh, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Wait, what, what's the first one? Taco, what is that? Taco Story? What is that? A sausage Party or something? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it is. Is that about the Salma uh, yeah. Hayek character in the movie? who She played a, a taco in the movie, which I thought was uh, very subtle, very subtle uh, touch to have... Salma Hayek. Yeah, I, I, I was actually surprised that they gave me this yes. book for this semester, uh, okay. recent release, and Taco Story. I just, yeah. So what else are you doing, Tony Morrison, and who else now? You doing the Mike Love uh, book? Uh, Tony Morrison, and I just got done with the uh, the professor's house, uh, Willa Cather, mm, and uh, that was a snoozer. Willa, a Willa Cather, the master. Who else are you doing? Uh, I am also reading, what was this? Oh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut. I've actually never read him before. What do you read? And we have to read Slaughterhouse-Five, I believe. Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, otherwise known yeah. as The Man. So that's, we, we get to that in like three weeks. So I'm, that's the only one I'm actually really excited about. So mm-hmm. yeah, what, I, I, I just, I just called to moan and complain about the workload I have right now, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you for keeping me busy on Tuesday nights while I do my work, and uh, uh, yeah, just thank you for everything, and I just recently purchased the box set. So oh, that's sweet of you to do. I can't wait to listen to all that stuff. Oh, well, you've got great, your man. work. Thank you so much. Of course. You have a, a great evening. The Sharpling and Worcester box set, 16 CDs and a 100-plus page hardcover book. Available from Numero Group. Check it out. Best show. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. Who's this? That's great. Um, so I just wanted to call quick. Yeah, I said, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Oh, this is Dan in Plymouth. Dan in Plymouth. Yeah. Plymouth what? Where? Where, where, where where's Plymouth, Plymouth? Mass. Okay, Plymouth Mass. That's yeah. that, that's oh, that hey, Massachusetts. Hi, Chris and Sal. I just wanted to say how do you guys do? They're not, they're not here yet. Um, oh, okay. That's that Massachusetts dude, man. Where you yeah, go. I just wanted to say before I uh, gave my shout out. Where you go, uh, you just go Plymouth. It's like, Plymouth? Yeah, Plymouth. Plymouth Mass. Yeah. Nobody yeah. in the rest of the country knows Plymouth. I think there's a Plymouth in uh, Ohio. Yeah, of course there is. There's a probably Plymouth in, in f- 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 thirty of the states. But that Massachusetts right. dude, man. Could be right. You'd think you'd know. You'd think there's only one. So uh, uh, what did you want to say now? No, I just wanted to give a shout out to this guy that I see on my commute every day. He dresses up in a Ted costume and he does like air guitar outside of South Station. 
He dresses and up in a Ted, a, Ted, like Ted the, the bear. Like Walbert, yeah, like Walbert Ted. He dresses up in a Ted, co- so he's dressed as a, a bear. Yes. Yeah, those are not Ted costumes, those are bear costumes. No, but it looks just like the character, like yeah, in the movie. that looks like a teddy bear that's been around for a hundred years. Uh, valid, valid point, valid point. Look, again, Massachusetts, I know you're proud, I know you New England's proud of... Seth MacFarlane, and you're proud of uh, Mark Wahlberg, and, and you're proud of Ted, all your hometown heroes, David yep. Ortiz and Ted and Mark Wahlberg and uh, The Departed and uh, Whitey Bulger and all your heroes. Yeah. It's like a who's who up there, right? Like a, a panoply. It's an all-star roster. Yeah. Whitey Bulger has a show on the Panoply Network now, though, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you know what else I wanted to ask you? How do you feel about? So that was it for a shout out. That was the only shout. That's a that was a pretty lame shout out, there, buddy. No way. He's got a ton of courage. He goes out there every day and he does it. No, yeah. Not looking. He doesn't have his hand out. He's rocking out. And you you phoned in your shout out. Yeah, that was great. Uh, What else did you want to see? I mean, I see him every day. I mean, you see him every day. All right. What what else is going on here? Nothing. No. I just want to know about how you feel about this relationship between Mello and uh, Porzingis. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be great. You think? Yeah. It's going to be great. You worry about your team. You worry about the Celtics. No, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. That's why I'm asking. All right. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a weird, terrible, great season for the Knicks because uh, they put together the the strangest team imaginable. And it's it's probably not going to end well, but it's going to be fun. I don't know. Who knows? Lightning might strike. I'm hopeful. That's Nick talk, man. That's Nick fan talk. Lightning might strike. That hopeful. <laughs> that... <laughs> cool down, bro. Cool down. Go, go see Ted 2 again. No dude Vember can't come soon enough, man. I tell you. No dude Vember can't come soon enough. What are we going to have? Uh, that'll be fun, right? That'll be fun when uh, when it's uh, no dude. Remember no dude Vember? That was a fun stretch. A month of uh, no calls from dudes. Look, will there be a dude or two coming in studio? Yeah, there probably will be. I got things lined up for people who are going to be in the area and it's taken uh, the entirety of the length of this show for for some of these people to get here, and I, I ain't gonna bounce them for uh, that. They can be they they they. I'm I'm authorizing exceptions to no dude Vember for a couple people. So so just wrap your head around that too. But these calls, man, tighten it up out there, Mike. Beat these people into shape. Come on. Mike's probably he's probably got his autograph book ready to get Salvo Canada to sign his autograph book. Probably tell him all about apmike.bandcamp.com. I don't want you to mention, Mike, and you listen to me good. If I catch you mentioning to to Chris or Sal about apmike.bandcamp.com, I'm gonna be so in the flesh. I'm gonna wrap your knuckles with a ruler. And Mike, get me, get me a ruler. Can someone go get me a ruler? I think Staples is still open. I want Mike to go. It'll be like the, uh, 
the office supply version of picking your own switch. I want you to pick out your own ruler, Mike. Go over to Staples or Office Max. Pick out the ruler that your knuckles will get wrapped with. I can't hear you. No net, yeah, no networking. This isn't, this isn't a conference. That's what, that's the only reason he's up for tonight's show. I tell you, he's got senioritis. And I think it might be time for him to graduate. Might be time for old Mike to put his, uh, little mortar on his head. Bounce his ass out of here. Right? See if Dave Hill needs a second screener. Put you after the Danny D. Best show. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? I'm Kara from Sugar Creek, Ohio. Kara? Kara. With a T. With a T. Hi, Tara. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. What's uh, what's uh, going on tonight in, uh, where was it again? Sugar Creek. Sugar Creek, Ohio, Mississippi, Ohio. Where did you say now? <laughs> Ohio. Ohio. It's an Amish town, so not much is going on. Sugar Creek, Ohio. What's going on uh, in Sugar Creek, Ohio tonight? Uh, not really a lot. I just, uh, this is my first time listening live, but for the past couple weeks, I've been listening as a podcast while I study, and I wanted the chance to call up and just say thanks, because it's actually really helped me out a lot, made me more efficient. What? Your grades have improved? <laughs> From the best show, I know. So what you're <laughs> saying, and this is not in any way scientific, but what you're saying is that when you listen to the best show while studying, you've gotten smarter <laughs> And you've gotten better <laughs> grades. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a correlation. I, I've used it to uh, just listen something to listen to while I study, and I've actually been able to, you know, sit down for longer periods of time and actually really, you know, crack the books. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that, Tara. What's what, what's your favorite subject there in school? Uh, I'm a communications major, so, uh, I have a... Communications major. It's bringing me down, right? (laughs) Gonna get your diploma. Hopefully. So what do you want to do with your communications degree? I, I want to go into digital media. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I, that's generally, generally a good move at, in 2016 to go for, to stay away from analog media. I think you're, <laughs> you're making the right choice of staying away from pneumatic tubes and, uh, carrier pigeon. Oh, no, I was just planning on starting up a newspaper. I thought that was a great idea. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Start up a I do video production and such, and um, some minor voiceover work. And I thought that right, uh, communications some, major, I can get into more. Let's hear some voiceover. Let's hear some VO real quick. Let's hear some quick VO. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> give me 10 seconds. Give me 10 seconds. Well, I, I, I do more uh, more commercial stuff, but... That's you know, fine. Uh, That's fine. Just give me give me what you got. Come on, Tara. This is, you're in the spotlight now. You're putting the pressure on me, Tom. I know. I, I know. <laughs> pressure pushes water through pipes. Not my words. The words of Stefan Marbury. Go ahead. You see, what I you told got? you you helped me study. Yeah. What do you got? No, I, I, I can't do that under pressure, but just thank you. I All right. Fair enough. I really Tara. love your show. You've really helped me out a lot, and well, I appreciate it. Well, you're sweet, and I appreciate it. And uh, you keep calling. All right. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Oh. So this, this Mike Love book is out now, right? The Mike Love book. I, I read it. It's all I can think of. It's this dumb Mike Love book. Because it's like, he's not... It's basically he makes this case for himself as being not bad, like... He's making a case that he, he did something. Yeah, he did do something. He wrote lyrics for the Beach Boys. Some of those lyrics are great lyrics. But again, I could write some lyrics like that. Tell me I couldn't write. I couldn't I couldn't write uh He's so fine my 409. You tell me I, Tell me I couldn't write that. But then the, again, the lyrics for Good Vibrations, that's, that's those are great lyrics. But then again, they're just, I, 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 I could do, I could do that part. But he makes the case so much of the time, like, I kept the band going on the road and Brian got a piece of the, to-. it's like, yeah, okay, that's fair. But you're also playing the songs he wrote. Otherwise you'd be in a Beach Boys cover band, which he was in like dumb groups like the Beach Celebration Band. And then, and then he did that classic thing of blaming how his solo album didn't, blow up the way it could like really what did you think solo mike loves solo albums gonna really this phil collins is really cleaning up might be time it's love time it's amazing his name's love and he's so filled with not anything but love in so many cases you know it's just amazing. He just makes this case for the, the being the commercial element of the Beach Boys and keeping the thing al- alive. And it's like, but what what does that what does that work? It's like it's something, but it's just nothing compared to what it was. And I remember we used to like fight because Mike, you know, I was in the Beach Boys, right? I was in. When Brian decided to stop touring, they brought in Glenn Campbell. Then they brought in Bruce Johnston. Then I came in. So I sang on a fair amount of the stuff like the smile. Se- I was there for the smile sessions, pretty much. And I mean, that was, those were really weird days back then. You know, I, I remember... I really just remember how, how we were trying to uh, fulfill Brian's vision, and it was really, it was really something else. You know, you think, you think back to those days. 
And it really just... I mean, I remember what it was like when we were there in the studio doing those songs. And it really just was something else. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. One, okay, two, let's do this. One, two, three. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. One more time. Yeah, okay, one more, Brian. We got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In there. Come on. Like a little okay. slider. Here we go. You got to take a deeper breath. Okay. Deeper breath. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Can roll, Brian. One, two, three. I think that last note we should come out more. Okay. Everybody come out on that last note. All right. One. Oh, he is a taskmaster. One, two, three. Uh, I was a little early on that one. Sorry. We do it again? Let's just overdub it right over Watch it. Your We're not going to overdub it, Dennis. Six. What the hell? Well, why, is he, why do you keep going up to like 60? Why don't you put the tape back instead of wasting all the tape? Look. If you, that seems like a lot of wasted tape. We're on Capitol Records. Yeah, we got as much that. tape I mean, as we want. In the middle? You gotta splice it out. What are you worried? What, do you run one, a tape store? Two. One, two, three. Uh, Oh, wait, Why we don't got we the... overdub it? Good. Oh, will you stop with the overdubbing? Okay, here we go. Okay, let's, let's do this. Ready, uh, set, one, two, one, two, three. Uh, uh, I had to those last notes. Yeah, I know, right? Brian, put a slate on this for me, okay. please, what it is. I think I got what? the same word. He wants you to well, slate is, it, uh, Brian. Pick up to third verse. Okay, Take pick up the third verse. All set? One. Guys, don't mess this one, up. Two, three. Oh, I was, I was off on that. You're not quite making it. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Al, you're pulling me down off my yeah. nose. Come on, Al. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. you know okay, Mike can barely one. sing, Al. One. Tighten it up. One, two, three. Stop throwing. Ah! 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 Just in the same note, Carl. It's about eight yeah. of us. No, you got one of you is worse than the next. Yeah, are you? Are you? Well, you're probably yeah. 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 yeah, let's one, do this. Two, so let's get serious. Yeah, let's play it out there, okay? Brian, put a slate on this for me, please. Here we go. One. Two, one, two, three. Dum, dum, dum. One, two, one, two, three. And dum. Wait, okay, you're counting. Dum, dum. I missed this. Sorry. How much do you want of that, Brian? Carol, I think you and Scotty should go home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on, we can we can get this, guys. This this can be another. Uh, this could be considered a track. Mike, no, really, no, this is not a track. 
Like it's beautiful. This is a little intro, you know. Yeah, it's an intro. Like like okay, Brian just said. Intro it's not a track. It's an intro to the album. We're making smile here, you dunce. And by the way, Mike, that hat you're wearing is so stupid. Let's try to really pull it off. What is that? Here we go. What do you want? On a golf course with that thing? I messed up on that last one there. I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. Take it again. Yeah, let's do it again. Wait. We're not counting it off? I thought we counted on these things. Wait, is my mic on? All right. Here we go. I'm sorry. I'll pick it up on this one. Here we go. Ooh. Uh, Once again. Okay. weirded out no, by Dennis's friend Charlie the of the that really <laughs> creeping me out That's and he wants me to hang out at Dennis's house and he offered me a copy of a uh, uh, gold record for Beach Boys Party oh wait we're going again uh, here we go okay let's do this deeper breaths here we go yes this Mike opened all the way around you yeah it's weird that we're not picking a mic. Stop fooling around, Mike. Oh, I'm going to yeah, punch Barry, you, you out. Any hash joints left? I know you do. Wait, hash? Okay. Any hash left? Four. I missed the cue again. Charlie's staring at me. It's spooking me out. It's, what are you doing on the bottom, Mike? Mike, that's wrong. Oh, Mike, you dunce. Yes! Let's go. I lost it. I lost it on that. I'm sorry. Wait. You gotta stop whenever Mike screws up. Keep going. Wait, this is mono. Oh my god, this is all coming through on this. Oops. Sorry. Oh, brother. This is, uh, not good. Wait, what are, what are you guys doing now? What is this? Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's spoken me out. Oh. Is this Chuck? Who did this? Is Charlie? Is this Charlie's stuff? I don't want to do any of these Charlie songs, guys. I told you. I'm scared. Please tell Charlie to leave the studio. Please. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. Huh. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. What? Oh! Oh, it's 2016. Thank goodness. Oh, it was so hard.
being in the Beach Boys back then. And I quit after that. I quit. I stayed on for a little bit. I was on when we were in uh, Holland is when I quit. I threw a temper tantrum during the recording of Carl and the Passions. So tough. Didn't like it. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So boy, oh boy, do we have an exciting show planned for you tonight. But first, let me tell you about a couple things. Like what? Well, first, let me tell you about Tonight's show being brought to you by Merge Records. And I played the a giant dog record at the top uh Disney I played. Not because this is a, this is not Alan Freed stuff. I play because I love it. That's why I play it. I love it and Merge Records loves this show and I love Merge Records. I've been the biggest fan of Merge since Merge started. I went to the first Merge Fest. Uh, I love it so much. One of my favorite labels all the way back to 1989. So tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Merge Records, the label that over the last 25 years has been home to so many great bands like uh, Arcade Fire, Spoon, Neutral Milk Hotel, and most recently they put out records like A Giant Dog, like Pile, which we played earlier, Teenage Fan Club, Titus Andronicus, and Sneaks. Visit Merge Records to learn about, listen to, and shop for music by these artists and so many more. And listeners of The Best Show... Get 20% off on any order, including pre-orders, by using the coupon code BESTSHOW at checkout. And as always, domestic shipping is free. So what you do, you go to MergeRecords.com, enter BESTSHOW at checkout to get 20% off your order. Merge Records, home of independent music since 1989. Merge Records. Buy some records, bruh. Buy Super Chunk record, bro. What else? What else? What else? Oh me, oh my. I got my Harry's razor and I like my Harry's razor and it's really great and you get a nice shave from it and it's, it's uh, top quality stuff and it's, uh, it's great. I've dealt with so many cheapo razors that didn't do the job and then I've, I, tr- I tried to get these fancy ones and I can't afford that on this best show, uh, the best show salary here, which is zero. So that's why Harry's, that's a perfect fit, man. The perfect fit. They strike the balance between affordable and high quality. 
Because, you know, these big razor companies have a, a, this habit. They put out these new models, and they raise their already high prices whenever they put them out. And unlike those guys, Harry's doesn't believe in upcharging, which is why they made their razors even better, and they're keeping their prices exactly the same. You get that smooth shave, that closeness, comfortable glide, all of it. And these Harry's five razors now include... Softer flex hinge for a more comfortable glide, trimmer blade for hard to reach places, lubricating strip and textured handle for more control when it's wet. And it's still just $2 a blade compared to the $4 or even more you're going to pay at the drugstore. And by owning that factory in Germany where they make the blades, Harry's can produce high quality razors themselves and sell them online for one half of the price. So here's the deal. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their popular free trial set, which comes with a razor, five-blade cartridge, and shave gel. And it's free when you sign up for a shave plan. Just pay the shipping. And plus, there's a special order for fans of the best show. Get a bottle of Harry's post-shave balm added to your order for free when you visit harrys.com slash best show. So what you do, you go get a computer. I don't, it's your choice. I'm not going to tell you which brand to go. PC, Mac, your call. Go to the library, log on there. I don't, that's your business. But what you do, you get that computer, you go online, you go to harrys.com slash best show right now to claim your free trial set and post shave bomb. That's harrys.com slash best show. Harry's Shave your face, bruh. And last, but not least, at DraftKings.com, you don't need to come in first place to cash in. The player who finished 800th in week one's biggest fantasy football contest took home a hundred bucks. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. You play whenever you want with the players you want. You just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. Renew old rivalries with friends, family, and coworkers to find out who the superior GM really is. And whatever your level of fantasy expertise... DraftKings has something for everyone. So here's what you do. You got the computer. We did that already in the other one. Again, I don't care what kind of computer, wherever you got it. Maybe you're logging on at the rec center. It's your your business. But you go to DraftKings.com now and choose your players for this weekend's contest. Enter promo code BEST. And play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code BEST to play free for your share of over $1 million in total prizes this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. DraftKings.com. Fancy sports, man. Who's good here, Mike? Three. Mike says three is good. Is it your idea good or my idea good? Mike's idea good. Usually not Tom's idea good. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Adam from Virginia Beach. Adam from Virginia yeah. Beach. What? Okay. What's up, Adam? 
Oh, sorry, man. I uh, I had the privilege of meeting a giant dog recently. You did? I did at a uh, a show in in uh, Richmond, Virginia, with Titus Andronicus. Nice. That's a that's a superpower tour. Titus Andronicus yeah. and a giant dog, rocking America from coast to coast. Patrick Stickles and Sabrina. I I met Sabrina and I met Andy. I actually had uh, the ability to talk with him at length. It was and it was really awesome. Did you tell them you listened to the best show? I absolutely did. I at least told Sabrina. I, I can't remember if I told Andy. And what did she say? She was very happy to learn that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It was really uh, it was really a pleasure. I, I've never been able to talk like that with a band before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went nice up people. by myself, and I thought I was going to have other people with me. So uh, it was really awesome. They're nice people. I'm glad it went well. But I did, yeah. wouldn't have expected it to go any other way because they're nice people. They are great. Right? That, that is right. Yeah. So what else is uh, going on, Chief? I, I also, uh, this weekend, I went to Natural Bridge, Virginia, and most importantly, the Virginia Safari Zoo that is there. The Virginia Safari Zoo. Now, what's that all about? It is a drive-through zoo. They have a, like a walking portion, but they also have a drive-through portion mm-hmm. where they give you like a bucket of food, and you drive through the thing while like just throngs of animals swarm you. What kind of animals are at this thing? Where these in the drive-through is mostly like deer and like elk, uh, some like various like mm-hmm. African oryxes and. and but, you know, like the four-legged hooved animals, basically, of all kinds. What was the scariest animal at the whole thing? Um, there was, well, there was a, like a bull-looking thing that was just kind of walking, just walking directly towards us in the car. And you're, you're just surrounded by, you know, like, like 20 animals at a time, like as you drive through this, like, two-mile stretch. Um, but the, 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 the funniest thing was, like, the first... The first deer that we had, I brought this bucket of food, and, you know, the brochures show the deer, like, just kind of eating out of the bucket, waiting their turn, but this deer did not go for the food in the bucket. He just went right for the bucket, so he just bit onto the bucket and ripped it out of my hands immediately, like the first the first animal at this thing, you know. So these deer are just emboldened now. They have no... They, they are, are fearless. They, uh, they, I've never, I've never seen, like, been up close to any deer, let alone, like, 50 of them at a time, you know? Yeah. Was there any part of it that was tempted to get out? Um. And fight the animals? No. I, I, I've seen, like, the videos where, like, the deer stomp people to death and mm-hmm. stuff, so I was pretty, I was pretty certain that would happen. The deer stalker. You know that's what you call a Sherlock Holmes hat as a deer stalker. Did you know that? Um, no, I did not. I, uh, those are what those hats uh, are actually called. They're not called Sherlock Holmes hats. Yeah. They're called deer stalkers. And did you know that Sherlock Holmes in the, in the, in the books did not wear those hats? I did not know that. Did you know that, Mike? No. Did he smoke a pipe? Did he smoke? I'm assuming he smoked a pipe. He filled it with opium. <laughs> right? Sherlock Holmes liked opium. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, he did. You know what else he liked doing? Solving crimes. Which do you think he liked more, opium or crime solving? 
I I would definitely go for the opium. I'm going to say so too. I think the crime, the solving crimes, facilitated, where he's just like, my job is solving crimes, but uh, my hobby is the, the opium. That's my true love. If only I could make my. They say if you can get paid for doing what you love, then you you've won at life. So if only I could get paid for doing opium. Then I would have won at life. But I got this crime solving I'm doing just in the meantime. Sure, it pays the bills, but it doesn't, uh, I just don't feel it in my heart. It's not what I want. Wait, who am I talking about? Me or Sherlock Holmes? Swapping out. Oh, never mind. Thanks for the call, brah. Oop, nope, eep, oop, best show. Hi. Hello. Oh, hey, Tom. Hi, what's up? Uh, this is Justin here from Dallas. Justin from Dallas. What's going on in Dallas tonight, Justin? I wanted you to know I have my friend here who is a uh, new listener. She's too nervous to talk, but... Put her on. Her, uh, Put her on. You're boring. She, She's not. Put her on. She... Just talk. What's okay. your name? What's your friend's name? Uh, Penny. Penny, I'll be so nice. I got to listen to the best show first. The Penny. box set. Yeah, Pen- Penny, just put Penny on. I'll be, I'll be friendly. I'll be nice. Okay. Come on, Penny. Uh, hello, hello. Hi, hi, Penny. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you today? I'm good. Who are your favorite pennies? Uh, what, like, are there other pennies that you are happy to share the name with? Uh, well, I'm actually named after the Beatles song. You are, and do you know Penny Lane, the filmmaker? I do not. There's a filmmaker named Penny Lane also. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of stuff did she make? She made a, a, a great movie about the, uh, she made a great movie about the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what the, what the, what the, who the what. Yeah? Oh, I'm blanking. What's Penny Lane's movie? She made two movies that I loved. Hold on. Penny Lane, why am I blanking on this? Mortifying. She made a movie. Yeah, of course she did the she did this movie Arn Nixon, which is so good, so good. And she had something uh, this year called Nuts, which which I I, I regretfully have not seen. She's very talented, very talented. Huh. Okay. And then you also you know the big one you share in common. You know the big one, right? Which one's that? From Big Bang Theory. Oh. Right. Yeah, that's delightful. Do you like when people knock on your door and go, ba 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 ba, Penny, ba 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 ba, Penny? That is like my Penny. entire work experience. Yeah. Penny, and they and you just go, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then you go to HR. Then you go to HR and report them, right? Yeah, I, I live in a dream of where that happens. Yeah, you should report all of them. <laughs> So what's Probably going on? Uh, a lot of fun, I'm sure. So you like the show? I'm glad you checked it I out. I do. I absolutely love it. Thank you. I appreciate I've been it. listening to the box set from end to end, and I just I had to stop on the road a couple times because I listened to it when I drive to work, and the, I just had to call Justin and tell him. I was like, oh, my gosh, I finished it. The box set. And he was like, you should call in, and I'm like, no. Sharpling and Worcester on Numero, yes. the best of the best show, live on, not live, it's on uh, Numero Group, <laughs> 16 CDs, 
and a hundred plus page hardcover book and so many more things. It's really the it's the it, it's the work of my life. It's it's cool to hear. I mean, especially like the little notes guys like written on the pages and stuff. I'm oh. like, oh, I could I can relate to that. I'm like, the colors should be nicer to Tom. They should, right? Right, Penny. Right. <laughs> yeah. Penny. Penny. Yeah. Oh God, Penny. Tom, kill me. What if what if you heard somebody knocking at your door and you're like, Penny? Penny, and then suddenly you open your door and it was actually Dr. Sheldon Cooper. I what might punch him in his throat. Like, I might actually physically do that. What would you do? And then what if he started asking about, about, uh, about Wallowitz and then suddenly you realized you were trapped in an episode of Big Bang Theory? Oh, God. What would you do then? Oh, God. No, Tom, doors have locks for a reason. No, but you open it because he's still knocking on it going... Penny, Penny, right? You couldn't help it. All right, Penny, I'm going to leave you alone. Okay, I guess you get to a certain point in the knocking, you just open the door and push him off the second story, and we're good. And then you go, when do you want, Sheldon? Oh, God, no. And he goes, That show is so awful. And he goes, Leonard broke the rules of the the roommate agreement that we had. Uh, Right? And he goes, then Kuthra Polly's coming over, and he wants to know if we can watch, if we can watch Star Trek Voyager, and I want to watch Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And then as I'm standing out, like looking deadpan into the camera, the last track plays, and I realize the nightmare will never end. And then you just go, whatevs. Oh God! All right, Penny, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Tom. You have a great evening. You have a greater evening. Bye. My friends. I would like to tell you that, uh, you know that word stereo laughs, stereo laughs, L-A-F-F-S dot com. That's the place where you buy all the Sharpling and Worcester stuff. And, uh, and best show stuff, and you could check it out. And, uh, we have our shirts for the Gorch, and those are not, we, we, we made another batch. They're all in stock, but we ain't making no more. So if you want a Gorch shirt, you go to stereolaughs.com, you order it. Cause when they're gone, they're not coming back. When they're gone, they're not coming back. So go to StereoLaughs.com, get that Gort shirt. And, um, yeah. And then there's just a, I got an envelope here. It says it's priority. So let me. Dear Tom, please read this on the air. Another envelope inside. Oh, it's just a piece of paper that says apmike.bandcamp.com. Unbelievable. This guy, how does he do it? Cause he's got these shirts, these masses, masses taverns, the, the bar that Mike works at, masses tavern. And, uh, he's got these shirts, uh, for masses tavern now. And you can, you can order them and he, he sends them out to you. And then uh, he's also got his songs up there. 
He's got his uh, Michael Perry was one of the songs he did, and he's got another one. His uh, thing, some like dirty nursery rhymes or something. I don't even know what it is. Honestly, he didn't give me a free link, so I I boycotting it. Yeah, he's got his stuff up there, but apmike.bandcamp.com. Check it out, I guess. I don't know. I'm being told my guests are here. Hey, Mike, should I bring them in or not? What do you think? Should we do this? Bing, 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 bing. Why don't you bring uh, 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 my guest in, Mike? In studio. Oh my god, it's studio. How about that? Hey. How far? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to say oh, hi, sir. Dude. How are you? Pleasure. How are you? Oh, so nice to see you. So nice to see you. Me too. Thank you, of course. How are you? I'm good. I don't get a hug. Because you're on the other side of the hug. table already. Hug. Hug. I'll, I'll, I'll reach around the table. Come on. No hug for your old pal? Of course not. Hello. Oh. Now, did they get you a, a tell you what's what, first of all? A little, I heard a little bit. Oh, thank you for coming here. This is exciting. Welcome. I'm thrilled to finally be here. I can't believe you're actually here. I'm actually starstruck tonight. This is the most thrilling thing for me. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, and I'm not. I, I never know when you are not, so well, hopefully I get to the bottom of that tonight. Well, don't worry. There's no bottom to get to. I do nothing but watch your show all day long. That's all you need to know. I'm in studio. I have... First of all, an old friend, and hopefully a new friend. The old friend is Chris Gethard. You know Chris. He's the host of the Chris Gethard Show. He's the brother of Greg Gethard. Your older brother. My older brother. Your older brother. Financial guru, Greg Gethard. (laughs) Financial guru, Greg Gethard. Um, He is now... This is the year of Chris Gethard. This is he's got a movie in theaters now. Uh, it's called uh, "Don't Think Twice," right? Don't think twice. Yeah, the great Mike Birbiglia wrote and directed it. And you play Bill. I do play Bill. Yeah, correct. Improviser Bill. What's Who I Bill? do? What's Bill's last name? I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I should know this. <laughs> this is not good. He had a name because mm-hmm. the dad. There's a dad, and everybody yeah. calls him Mister Something. But I'm yeah. sad to say we filmed it a Campbell? while ago. Campbell, Bill Campbell. That seems. I don't right? know. No, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I just watched it. You liked it? I really did. I thought you really brought like a ton of. Heart. Thanks. I will say, he's I, such a good actor. Well, I read all the reviews, and it said like, yeah, and there's this one character who's such a sad sack, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of hurt my feelings because I wasn't aiming for that. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of shined through. This is your moment of of just being like a tough guy on the screen, and then it's like, yeah, and then this one guy. Well, when you start off naked in the first scene, they cut you, the full frontal. It was supposed to be full frontal. Okay, wow. was that really? Did it really? And they screened it. They a girl came up to me at I was at a show at Shea Stadium in in uh-huh. Brooklyn, and this girl came up to me and was like, "I was in a test screening of your movie," and I was like, "Oh, how'd you like?" It? And she's like, "How come they showed like full peen ninety seconds in?" And I was like, "I don't." And I guess like all the audiences, all the test audiences, found it so disturbing that mm-hmm. there was full frontal nudity from me that uh-huh. early in the film that it was cut out. <laughs> well, 
you were great in the movie, Thanks, nudity Tom. or not. Thank you. But that's just one plank in this year of yours. Thanks, man. With your off-Broadway show, Career Suicide. Feeling very nervous and, and uh, uh, very appreciative that you'd bring that up. Which starts in October, October 5th, it yeah. starts. And I got a surprise for you and your listeners. Under their seats. Every, every single person in your own home or your car, yeah, reach under, under your, your chair. Seat. Everyone. There's, there's tickets to see <laughs> Career Suicide. I can't do that, but I did. No, get, that would be. I got a special Tom Sharpling uh, promo code. What? You got your own promo code, FOT10. <laughs> FOT10. You get $10 off any performance if you go to CareerSuicideShow.com. Well, how about Anybody who goes to CareerSuicideShow.com. Just Chris's uh, the website for Chris's show, Career Suicide, which starts on October fifth. Yeah, get you ten bucks off. Fot ten, you enter that, and you get a discount. What more? It's like it's like a, a cavalcade of free stuff for the audience. Well, let's not go crazy. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not discounted free. stuff. I know. I'm not. Yeah. Come on. So you're the old friend. Yeah. And now, I, also in the studio, we have Sal Volcano. Who is a star? I'm gonna say the star. You say a star. You'd say um. I'm gonna say the star. I wouldn't even say a star. No, you're well. You're the star of Impractical Jokers on True TV. Very kind. Which you're five seasons deep on now. Yes. Right? How many episodes is that? <clears throat> uh, the end of the season is November, and I'm. I think it'll be roughly about 135. Oh my God. I love yeah. that's it's, so many. Yeah, I love that old. It's like, it's like old TV in a way where it's like cable does things where it's like, yeah, season. We'll say when your season's over. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, so yeah. Hey, congratulations! You're in part three. Like you're in part three of season two now. Like they're just like where they don't start the <laughs> it's next been season going for just 18 like, months. Yeah, it's like. Hey, we're going to extend season three now another forty episodes. Yeah, they used to do that in the beginning a lot. Like they like they play like eight episodes and then be like, "Ah, oh, you'll be back on in like a month or two. And, and people would just people would be like, "Oh my god, you're like in the twelfth season." Like, you know, it's like season three right now. Yeah. So and we try to now we try to have one break. We just split it into okay. two thirteens, mm-hmm. and then they order like five or six specials. So it's like thirty one episodes or so a year. Okay, a se- yeah. per season. That's the life right there. No, they play it a lot. That, that's kind of what 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 is like beneficial to us is that they just play it so much, you know, and so it always keeps finding an audience. Yeah. So like we're lucky, mm-hmm. although, you know, I don't want to like sometimes people are just like yeah, it's it's on so much, <laughs> and I'm almost like a, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, like I don't know oh, what to say. They can go for a walk. They could in the park, or, <laughs> or there's there's other channels. It's just like same. this thing's on all the time. It's like, well, you might want to get out. Then. <laughs> it's just like it's not your the TV's not mandatory that you watch true TV all day. It's not like your remote is stuck on one channel. But it is great if you're in the mood for that. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate show. Like if I have to fold laundry and Joker's is on, I'm like, oh yes, this is I can watch. Six of these in a row. <laughs> yeah. Laugh, love yeah. it, get through. Yeah, yeah we're a huge laundry show. These buddies. I don't mean. I mean that as <laughs> no. High I, no, I, I mean. I'm just. Being I playful. mean that as high praise. Thank high you. praise. I'm just. It's the best. It's the best to turn it on and watch nine in a row, and then realize, oh, I just 
spent four and a half hours of my life. <laughs> it's the best. Everything's yeah. clean, though, now. So, you, Sal, I'll say this. First of all, I'll start with an apology. <laughs> wow. Because there has been some tension I made in the fun air. of the show. I heard. Only for this reason, though. <laughs> Nothing but pure... Unadulterated <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> Where it's like, all I'm doing is banging my head against a wall every day in my life. And then I put on TV and I see these four guys from Staten Island. And I'm like, they are, they're having fun and it's a simple thing. And then it's just like, oh, they're at Radio City. It's no tickets for that left. Don't worry. There's a second show. And meanwhile, I'm here on my hands and knees scrubbing the bathroom floor of my own studio. It was nothing but jealousy. <laughs> you hear the laugh out there? Yeah, that, well, no, that, mind you, this room is soundproof. We still heard it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they love the, the bathroom. That's their favorite thing. We talked about it. On the car ride over here, Sal and I had a, had a moment of like, what's this gonna, what's this gonna be? Oh no, look. And then I watched the show, and the show's so fun. It's so, le- it's so legitimately funny. I will watch it and laugh more than anything else I watch on TV. I laugh wow. at your show. Thank I'm you serious. so much. Wow. And my wife, it can te- right, Terry? She left. You laugh at nothing. I laugh at nothing, Except but for this show. I know. Except I sit there and I laugh. And then I was in, I was with uh, John Worcester a few weeks ago, and I, and I was like, "Did you ever see this?" And he was like, "No." And I showed him you having to read the uh, the wedding, uh, the, <laughs> toast. the toast at the wedding, and we could not stop laughing at how funny it was. And that whole time I was with him, we just kept watching clips the whole for four days straight we were just watching nothing but impractical jokers clips because it's so look jackass was one of my favorite things ever and this is like this is not it's like it's not an extension of it but it's in the spirit of a thing because it's got there's heart there it's not just mean pranks and everybody is just kind of brutalizing each other even and even when that happens in it it's you know the intent behind it is that it's still coming from people who like each other doing it to each other. So that's what that's really I think what makes makes it work. So I tip my hat to you. Can I say sincerely? Oh that no, it, it means so much. I really really do appreciate it. I have so many friends that are diehard fans mm-hmm. of your show, mm-hmm. and so over the years, actually, we were talking about this in the car. Because um, we're we're in a comedy troupe. Basically, our identity <laughs> our identity outside of Jokers yeah. is a comedy troupe. We started in '99. In Tenderloin. Yes. <laughs> and um, so, like a Which long might not be comedy. doing you any favors. Uh, any any troupe name does nobody any. Oh, favors. terrible! Absolutely, we we actually make up a different stupid yeah. reason of the etymology of the name every time we're asked. It's just terrible. <laughs> but um, we before this show was ever even an idea in our own heads. Mm. You had mentioned us on that show. Uh, and one of, so every time that you Oh, I love it, this. So wait, so I mentioned. Rake them over the coals, Sal. No, so I, but I never oh, knew. No I never knew if it was like derisive, like, uh, like, uh-huh. you know, like how, how it was the intent of it. Uh-huh. Like, so, 
um, my like dozen or two dozen like mm-hmm. diehard friends would always mm-hmm. immediately contact me <laughs> when there was a mention. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah. and I would be like, well, how did he say it? Mm-hmm. Was it like sarcastic? It was it like, you know, or was it like, so, cause one time you said, oh, the t- tenderloins came up and you went, tenderloins. Staten Island's premier comedy troupe. <laughs> and, uh, well, you knew, you, you, I think we were one of the only comedy troops in Staten Island, and you also knew it. So I was like, was it a factual thing, or was there, was there a tinge of, of, of sarcasm behind it? So then, that was before you ever even knew that we were the Jokers. And then, uh-huh. then the, when you started mentioning the Jokers, I would get texts like every, like every week. Uh-huh. Like, he's talking about you again, he's talking about you again. And I would be like, well, in what, like, so like, then I started to listen, and for the, most part i was like oh yeah uh-huh. he's just bashing us um but then like sometimes you would say like well it it, 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 it it but they have something figured out it was like a little yeah. a little twinkle of hope oh and then it's... and then recently i don't know it, it was because i heard a clip recently that you when you were speaking to someone they were like oh, he, he turned i think he turned a corner on it and uh-huh. he, he finally watched it and maybe he he kind of understands a little more because i heard a lot of uh, you know it's it's we're doing nothing we're ripping off ever like we're ripping off letterman uh it's so simple and so stupid and why do we get to have like oh, you know, oh no but this, this is, is the part the what you just yeah. said is why do we get that and i if you finish it's like and i don't you have to understand sal it's all my life is a disaster. <laughs> you have to understand. Oh, you said that with such intensity in your eyes. I have nothing. <laughs> you have you have this thing on True TV that, that you're racking up. You're selling at Radio City. You, you run your thing six hours a day. It's like MASH now. It's like the new MASH in Practical Jokers. <laughs> we've but been, you you've been at, at it I, for 17 but years. But look at what I... It, well, so have I. <laughs> I started this dumb show... In 2000. Right, right. I've been banging my head. I look and look at the crew out there. It's like backstabbers, guys looking out the window, line jumpers. I'm just surrounded by... The line jumpers are the ones you the, really got to look the out for. The line jumpers. That's a new development. The line jumpers out there. The people that push me into traffic to get this, to get this show from me. The second I croak, those guys out there... <laughs> It's going to be like, you know when you hear, it's like, oh, Prince died and his family's all just like they showed up at Paisley Park. They started ripping things up and they're going through closets and stuff. Fighting over your estate. It's going to be like that, but there's nothing to take. It's this board. It's going to be Dudio and Mike having a tug of war in the street over this mixing board. Oh, the Oh, you need money for the pizza. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you pay for your own pizza? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, oh, you mean the pizza I won't eat any of? How much Season is it? Season five. What's, what's your, what's your craft oh, service is like? 20, Season five. How much was uh, the Our craft services has always been and continues to be very miserable, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Who's that? Okay. We were on, okay. we visited a couple of other shows and we like took photos of their craft service and then just texted them directly to like the people that are in charge of ours. I'm, I'm like, what, what is going on here? You hear that? Impractical Jokers, bad craft services. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, look. I, this truth, I know what to deal with basic cable. Don't worry. When, when we first started, the entire staff, entire staff was, I think, eight people. Like we, it was, a showrunner slash director, a couple of like interns and PAs, and the four of us. Mm-hmm. We um, 
would call places and pitch like to, to get locations. You personally would? Personally. Like <laughs> we, we didn't know how to make TV. We didn't even know how shows worked. And before that, we would just do it yourself with everything. We produced our own videos, and you go back and watch it. You can tell it's pretty fucking obvious, but... Um, Oops, let's tighten up oh, the language. Oh, sorry about that. It's true TV rules. <laughs> sorry. This is, not your, this is not your filthy podcast. <laughs> sorry. What's the name of your podcast again, Sal? What Say You? What Say You. This is not What Say You. I apologize for that. That's but, all right. Anyway, um, oh, is that bad looking, looking Chris? I, just I love, love Chris. it. I just love Chris it. Chris loves this so much. Because you have so to understand, much. Sal and I have been very tight for years now. Mm-hmm. You watch the Chris Gethard show, the very earliest episodes on public access, Sal's in the audience. Very, very early support and meant the world to me. Tom, you and I, old friends now. Now I get to sit yeah. in the middle while the air is cleared. And that's a beautiful thing. Look, <laughs> I got no, I, I said, I bow to you. <laughs> I have, again... What part of I have nothing do I need to do I need to make you understand any further? You're on off Broadway now. You have a yeah. movie. You've got an advocate, Mike Berbiglio is yeah. your big champion now. Yeah. You got Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for you. What do I? Ha- I have. I don't have that. You got the respect, Tom. You got the yeah. cred. Yeah. Everybody. Knows you ever try that. to eat cred? You ever try? You ever try to eat cred? I, eat cred for a few years there. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried. I've moved moved on. Let me know how filling cred is. Yeah. Cred cred don't uh, fill up your stomach. I need what you've got now, Chris. Put it back on you. Sal and I are friends. Me and you now. Yeah. I think that this is the actual problem. It's going to be like your movie. I'm like one of these losers in your movie. You're you're, uh, Jack uh, Barnett. What was his name? I don't know the. I, what was you're making me? What was Keegan Michael Key's Jack? It was Jack. Jack. Oh yeah, Mercer. Jack, Jack Mercer. Mercer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why couldn't he get Berbiglio get me to do that thing? What the voice? Weekend Live. You would have been great at that with Ashley. <laughs> like, and Jack Mercer. If he, if if he does another film, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll happily don't think rec- twice too. When don't think twice too. <laughs> I'll happily recommend you for some uh, ancillary voiceover. Don't think twice too. Don't yeah. even. <laughs> don't yeah. Don't even try <laughs> to think twice. It would just be right. It would just be don't think twice twice. Yeah. Or would it be don't think thrice? Don't, don't think, think thrice. Don't think twice squared. Because now you There's get a lot in, of options here. Because now you get into that thing when like. First Blood, the the Sylvester Sloan movie came out, and then Rambo, First Blood Two was the second one. So then Rambo, when Rambo Two came out, it should have said First Blood Three under it, but it didn't. By all rights, the First Blood fran it was the First Blood franchise, not the Rambo franchise. I never, I never knew That's this. Right. Right? I never had any idea about that. So then when he did that fourth one, John Rambo, it should have said John Rambo, Rambo 3, First Blood 4. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, or, or Third Blood. It should have said John Rambo, Third, <laughs> third Blood, First Blood 4. <laughs> it should have said Rambo, John Rambo, Rambo 3, Fourth Blood. Right. Fourth First Blood. <laughs> is what it should have said on the poster. But it didn't. So And people didn't get the message, and that's why it failed, ultimately. That's why. And also because it's a 68-year-old guy <laughs> running around 
playing a character that it's like, really? You're back. It's bad enough you created Taliban in that third one. That third Rambo movie, for third first blood movie, second Rambo movie, <laughs> he was like, I'll help you guys fight the Soviets. Thanks for creating the Taliban, Rambo. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sal Volcano, Chris Gethard here. I'm not going to keep harping on what I don't have, because what I do have are two great guests in the studio now. So you two met when Chris was doing his show at the UCB Theater. Was that when you started going to it, Sal? No, public access, I think, right? Uh, I was. I had gone to the, the UCB to see it. but we. I had, I had seen you perform a lot before we became friends. Right. I would go see you do improv and stuff. And then if you watch the early public app, Access episodes, there's a crew of three people you always see. One is a guy dressed as a bunny rabbit. That's our friend Jay Miller. Then there's a Winnie the Pooh. That's Tim Duffy. Right. And then there's a robot whose head is covered. Mm-hmm. And that's Sal. Sal is always in that robot suit with that in that crew. And we just hit it off. We hit it off really early. And then I started performing a little in Staten Island with a show called Mid Evenings that, um, that Jay Miller hosts and that Sal was a, a big part of. And... and we just, I felt, always felt like we really clicked. Yeah, for sure. We've always just stayed in touch. Yeah. And always. Try to, try to work together or, or hang. Yeah. Or, or yeah. We, we never get a hang in. We te- I would say a few, there's like, a, we, we, we have a very classic modern day constant texting about how we should hang relationship. <laughs> That's it, where yes. it's at. I really do want to. Yeah. I, really am Likewise. Tr- I really am trying. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, nobody. We should all hang out with the three of us. Anymore. All three of us I should go get a out. nice lunch. Well, maybe me and Sal. At this point, you might be too big for us, <laughs> Chris, with your movie and your Mike. You and Mike Berbiglio can go eat sandwiches, uh, or if you even eat sandwiches. Anymore. How come you can only have you one friend paninis. at a time? How come you can only have one friend at a time? How come we can't all be friends? It's true. It's true. Why can't I? Why? Oh, blowing it up. I'm blowing it up again. You tell Sal how sorry you are that you said some bitterness his way, and then you. First of all, I wasn't that sorry. <laughs> you tell tell him that, and then in the next breath, all the venom starts slinging my way. But you have it now. You have uh, what's his face? This Ira Glass. How many times has this happened to me? Who's though? your face? Now you have the juice. How and many you've... times though have people said, oh. "Oh, you've made it," and then where do I wind oh. up? At I the know. front, on the front steps of a mental hospital three weeks later. <laughs> my friend's pushing me out of the car. I know, I know. Cause I, look. Yeah, take, come on, take a picture. Absolutely. Cause look, you and I, we've worked on stuff together, yeah. Chris. And we still, that script should have been made. That was a travesty. We wrote a thing together based on your book. Yeah. A terrible thing I'm about to do. A bad idea. A I'm bad idea I'm about to do. That's okay. Close enough. Look, it was years ago. It's. It was such you're a great book. You're only a very good. You're a very good friend. And it was still look. I, it's not like I'm staring at the cover all day. What am I supposed to be? <laughs> review? Is there a test on you? I'm supposed to be studying for? I got I got eight out of the ten <laughs> words of the title of your book correct. But we wrote a thing. It should have been made into a. It should have even been just a pilot. Would have been so. I would, still hear rumors that that people flirt with it. Do you hear these rumors? No, I my hear people. Not. My people tell me they yeah. say, "Would Tom ever want to do that?" But thing? They can't afford you now. Yeah, they can. They can afford me to throw me a, a couple those McDonald's uh, trick or treater coupons. They used to remember you go trick or treat and they drop like a Sunday. 
right? <laughs> like, yeah. good for a Sunday. <laughs> like, was that the best thing you could get in a trick-or-treat? Uh, for like a big candy bar, obviously. Yeah, you always like a, knew the house with the big. big ours was on Fairmont Terrace. It was like mm-hmm. a spring. And someone used to get someone in my neighborhood gave out full cans of soda on Halloween. That's that's great as a kid. I think that's yeah. great. To, full, anything full size is great. Yeah, yeah. you're just skipping right over the fun size. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you who could really take a walk. The lady who taped together five pennies. Oh yeah, I've had enough of her. Five. <laughs> also, don't give me a, a wax a sack of wax paper with candy corns. I need some high end candies. Yeah. Smarties, garbage. But the worst, did you have anybody in your neighborhood who handed out, like, religious literature? No. We had a house that was, like, born-agains, and they'd hand out – they'd put a pamphlet in your bag about how Halloween was heathen and not a real holiday mm-hmm. and an front to Jesus. Yeah. That was a trick, they called it. And, yeah, they were doing a trick. <laughs> That's fair. We and also used to go – I lived around the block from the mayor of my town, West Orange, New Jersey, Sammy the Bulldog Spina. Rest in peace. He died a year or two ago. Used to go to his house and he'd make you do a trick for a treat. And looking back on that, that is very weird. Yeah, you'd have to like go into his living room and do yeah. a somersault, and then he'd give you a handful of candy. Oh, they run in a variety <laughs> show. He's the mayor, it was a weird, <laughs> he, so weird, such a weird power move. Yeah. What See, about the year that like there was a like well, a chain of years where everything was like my mom used to check candy for needles, oh, apples mm-hmm. for razors, yeah, razors yeah. and needles yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And it's also like, look, don't worry. Somebody put an apple in my bag. I'm not eating this thing. <laughs> no chance of that yeah, razor exactly. doing anything. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. Did you guys have bag snatchers? Was that a no. factor in your neighborhood? No. We had kids who would wait, oh. and they'd, they'd wait till the end of the night, and on the walk home, they'd come out and jump you, <laughs> take your whole bag. That's terrible. You, you did the shaving cream and eggs, right, in Jersey? Oh, yeah. Mischief that, Night. We called it mis- – did you call mm-hmm. it Mischief Night? Yeah, Mischief Night. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. that, that's not a that's, – that's regional. I don't think yeah. a lot of people did that all over the country. No, I don't think so. I think in uh, uh, Detroit has Devil's Night. Yeah, they light uh, fires. Where they set cars on fire. Some people call it Goosey Night. You ever heard that? No. Even in parts of Jersey, it's called Goosey Night. That sounds like a weird South Jersey kind of thing. I, I think it's right. I, I don't know. Doesn't it sound like a weird down in the pines? Exit one. You get down on there the in the pine barrens. They do things their yeah. own way down yeah. there. You uh, ready for Goosey Night? <laughs> it's that Goosey could, Nights. Goosey Nights coming. Anything. You might want to get indoors. Goosey Nights happening. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> one fateful Goosey <laughs> Night. Long ago. <laughs> To this day, every <laughs> every year we hit each other with eggs on our anniversary. <laughs> now, Sal, you've been doing comedy. When when did you get started in comedy? What what was the the thing for you? Because you grew up on Staten Island. Yes. In or on Staten Island? On. I'd say on. Yeah. It's probably in, but I'd say on. Now, where did you grow up? Near uh, the Lemon Tree. On Highland Boulevard? Not too far. Not too far I from grew the up elementary? In, uh, I split my time between right. um, Rosebank and St. George by the ferry. Okay. So you go, you get your, uh, go to Victory Boulevard, right? You know it. I still do. Go right? Go to uh, Newdorp, right? Yeah. Sedudos? Sedudos, rest in peace, but yeah. Yeah. Sedudos did a weird thing, too. Rest, speaking of rest in peace, they used to make us do tricks for the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. You get what you deserve if you go trick-or-treating into an ice cream shop. Like, what do you think? They're going to drop a scoop in your bag? We pulled up. This is as a, in college, we, I guess we were just bored to tears and 
one night we thought of a thing to do. We went into Sedudo's. <clears throat> and this is what, College of Staten Island? I went to St. John's. Okay. Yeah. So we sent in, and now, I've just it's the first time I'm thinking of this, but it's kind of indicative of the show. We went in and sent in two friends, not the guys on the show, but two of my friends, and uh, one had a note, and he handed it to the counter person at Sedudo's, and the other one stood back. <laughs> And it said, uh, this, I'm this guy's consigliere. We need to speak to Seduto. We got, <laughs> got a real big issue with Seduto. He doesn't speak. I'm going to speak for him. But he need, he has an issue with Seduto. And the people, they didn't even know. We were like watched from the window outside. You know, and it, it was like hysterical. Like, oh, no, no, actually, a couple, but a couple of us went in early, got ice cream cones, and just sat yeah. as patrons. And he's like, I want to talk to Seduto right now. Like, we have a big issue with Seduto. And then they were like, I don't know what that's we can Like, there is no Seduto. Like, I don't know how. I, we don't know how to context to do that. <laughs> but uh, we have to do yeah. stuff like that. But it's like, what kind of problem could you have at a place where, like, the highest ticket item is, like, <laughs> 450 It's just like, look, I'll give you whatever money back for whatever thing you have a problem with. Here's $5. You made $0.50 cents on your problem. So Staten Island. Yeah. Comedy, probably about 99 and I think we share this. I used to go to the old UCB mm-hmm. every week and just sit on the floor for five bucks and watch. Oh them. yeah, like what show? Who did you? Would you go to ASCAT? I go to watch ASCAT, those shows. Yeah. Like who were you watching? Who? Which was your era that you were watching? Then? It was the beginning. It was it was Amy, Matt, mm-hmm. um, Ian. And so, so the four yeah, of it was them. The four of them. Yeah. And then you'd see like, like Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch and. It kind of. I did see them like mm-hmm. like would you get like a Chris Kattan in there or an Andy Richter, but even pre pre dating, like sometimes they just had people you didn't know. Like I mm-hmm. remember one time they had the young this young boy on who kind of like w- did odd jobs in the theater for them. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't even always a big celebrity that was on. Yeah, but that was just the best. And because uh, you were you, when did you start going to the to the comedy shows, Chris? I showed up at UCB in two thousand. Okay. So I think about a year or two later. Mm-hmm. And then when did you say to yourself, Sal, I can do this or I want to do this? Uh, well, I was going there already because I was trying to do it. And that mm-hmm. was like the that was like the, the, the gods, you know what I mean? So sure. I was going there. I, I, we wouldn't miss it. It was like church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's – we would read like Del Clo- – like we'd read like books and then we'd rehearse in Joe's mom's basement three times a week. Okay. For six months before mm-hmm. our first show. So we do two rehearsals and then an ASCAT and then two rehearsals. We go see ASCAT and then we would start, we would tape our rehearsals. Okay. And then right after we were finished, we would watch it back and then we would like pause it and say like, see, we could have made this choice. We could have done that there. Wow. And, that. and we did that for six months before our first show, March 4th, 2000, which was it's terrible. We were horrendous. Still, uh-huh. I just watched it because I did a show where you have to show you like the first your first show, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, so I dug up the footage. Uh, was it an and impro- I improv show? No, it was a stand up show. Oh, stand up. But I didn't have an old stand up tape, so I no, showed. No, no, the show you did in two thousand. Oh, it was improv. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we would show a sh- we would make a short film and show it beforehand, and then we do forty five minutes of improv, and the short films. We're really bad. They don't hold up either. And in order to show them to the theater, to the audience, they didn't have like we did at the producers club theater. Yeah. And they don't they didn't have projection or anything like that. So we would go to Costco 
on Staten Island, mm-hmm. and we'd buy a VCR and a 36-inch television, <laughs> and we would yeah. bring it to the producers' yeah. club. Car- it's uh-huh. tube television. Uh-huh. It was yeah. $800, yeah. and we would carry it up, put it on a little rickety uh-huh. thing, uh-huh. and put a yeah. VHS, and, and then the next day, Murray would go back to Costco and return it. And we would do two shows a month, and he went to Costco for every show for about about, about, about two years. I'm not even kidding. We went in and out of Costco. I don't know how he didn't get in trouble, but at some point, I yeah. think they they're like known for that. Like you just bring it back. So, Costco was an early supporter of the <laughs> of your comedy career. So, but then, and then when did when did the idea of doing what became Impractical Jokers kind of kind of work itself into what you guys were were doing so uh we we did a bunch of scripted pilots and um what happened was there was a there was a sketch show on the internet that nbc was running uh, i'm sorry a sketch uh it was a sketch competition okay and so after we did improv for like three or four years we kind of like felt a little stagnant with it mm-hmm. and so we said let's try doing sketches so then we started doing live sketches again these all really sucked and then um youtube and myspace came out Okay. And so there was this competition for NBC. So we started, you could win a thousand bucks. So they would give you the topic of what the sketch had to be. You send it in and then it's, all, it's just public voting. Mm-hmm. And we sent in one that we did and we won a thousand bucks. And we were like, holy cow. Yeah. Very uh, good. Yes. <laughs> we said, holy sca- cow. And then <laughs> we, we, um, uh-huh. it was weekly. And so we yeah. started to do a pace of one writing, producing, filming, editing, and one sketch a week. And we became like a little bit of a crowd favorite. And we won 11 of those. So we won 11. Th- wow. It was unbelievable. So you guys are just racking it up now. Yeah. So, yeah, 11. We're but in, ele- still, we're in 11 still, Lodge at this point. But still. With always in tax. But at that point, it's 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 better it's it's better than anything that's happened for you yet. We right? couldn't we couldn't even believe it. Yeah. And so what that ended up being was NBC was looking to find talent cheaply. Mm-hmm. And then what they did was they what made, they, <laughs> they made a pilot called It's Your Show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they called that, but it was a big studio pilot hosted by Carson Daly. Okay. And they took the five most winningest sketch troops, and we competed and did a sketch uh, for a hundred thousand dollar prize. Okay, and we won that. The show never aired, but, <laughs> but they contractually paid us the money. And producers from that show said. You guys should develop your, your own show. Mm-hmm. And so we did with them, and that's how we got an agent, and we sold a show. Our first pitch ever, we sold a show. Spike and Fox bid on it, and we went with Spike because we thought that we would have a better chance of getting it on the air. Because it's guys. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was scripted, and it, was, it, it came out pretty miserable. And um, that's how we got started. And uh, Oh, and so at that time, too, uh, was when MySpace and YouTube came out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we had 15 videos. Yeah. So we uploaded them at once, and mm-hmm. then someone over there started putting them on the homepage, and they got some traction. And so we, when we went into the meetings, we were like, well, we're doing well here. And it was, it was actually substantial back then to say you were doing well on MySpace. They used to rank the comedians. Mm-hmm. And because someone championed us over there, we hit the number one comedian slot okay. when there was like 25,000 of them. And so we, that was like our big credit. Mm-hmm. And so we went into the meetings with that. And we sold it. We sold like four or five shows, some improv shows, some sketch, and they all failed. And then like in 2010, we were like, let's do something that's, that's completely not scripted that the intent was really to just show us our friendship, be ourselves. So people would like invest in us. Mm-hmm. And, um, we came up with the idea basically over a lunch. Okay. Yeah. 
and then then you just did it. We filmed it on our own, the four of us with just our cell phones. Mm-hmm. We just snuck into businesses and like <laughs> stood right by each other, and we filmed like three bits, and we brought in cell phone footage, mm-hmm. and that, and we just sold it off of that. Wow. We actually had pitch meetings set up, and so we retrofitted like we were like, "Well, you're gonna have these general meetings," mm-hmm. and we're like, "Well, we need something." Yeah. So we we had the meetings already booked. When we sat down and had the lunch to think of the idea, and in between that, we filmed it on the cell phone. So we didn't. We had the meeting before the idea. Yeah. And then we just—it's like lightning in a bottle. They just thought it was funny, and uh, it, and that was true. They they offered it right up, right there. And that was when True TV, when Court TV became True TV. Is that right? It, it had been True TV a bit, but they okay. were showing like tow truck shows, storage war shows, and, <laughs> sure. and, and pawn things and things yeah. like that, of that nature and such. And then now, like, when did you realize, when did you feel that first? Cause it's like there's, there's eight million shows on cable mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's just a sea of programming. Like when, when did you feel that you, that people were actually seeing your show and responding to your show? Like what, like in terms of your personal life? Well. Oddly to us, right away, people began to recognize us, but we didn't feel like it was any sort of traction like that anyone would like really care about. It's just that mm-hmm. people did immediately start to be like, oh, my God. And uh, but, you know, not till like probably like three, maybe three seasons in that I feel like, oh, this is clicking more and more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hitting a little bit of a pitch now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew we were on the air, but even when I watch the show now, it looks like I'm watching my own home movies. Uh-huh. I get uh-huh. no... It doesn't yeah. feel like I'm on TV. Like, if, if I see myself in the audience at, like, wrestling, I'm like, I'm on TV! <laughs> like, I pause. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. it's me on TV. Because yeah. I'm on something else that I feel is... You know, it's not mine. Yeah. You know, but me, it's just like I, we watch the show, we edit it, we do everything. So I see the show 50 times. I don't watch when it airs. Okay. And so I just don't feel like, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but you are being modest right now. Like I – you guys asked me. I moderated a panel at, at the New York Comic Con. I, I moderated the Joker's panel. And there was a woman sitting in the front row holding her baby above her head and shaking a baby at you. This is mm-hmm. not just like people who like the show. This woman was putting her child in danger just so you could like bless the baby with your presence. It was really it was nuts. It was like I've never been around something. She could like have that. been at any panel though, Dude, <laughs> to be I'm fair. telling you. To be <laughs> fair, that might be more about her. <laughs> just being like I let, to be to be like a full disclosure, I saw her shaking a baby in the hallway later for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's just like no, no. Hey, you must really like impractical jokers. What's that? <laughs> like you're throwing we, your baby at them. Oh, this is my baby. We got diehard fans from the beginning, but as far as like it feeling like people that I respect and things like that recognizing it, I didn't feel that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we have people with license plates and tattoos and birthday cakes, and they they do us for Halloween. Speaking of Halloween, and that that we still can't believe every single mm-hmm. time it happens, we cannot believe it. And also speaking of recognizing though, how now. Since people know the show, and your your show is basically you guys out and about, how much how much recognizing happens in an average filming uh, of of a, of a, of a I don't want to say what do you call what do you call them Challenge. challenges yeah yes. like how how much 
How many times are people just go and spotting you and knowing what it is? Yeah, it was much easier in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we don't use anyone that knows us for sure. So it takes like we do a challenge a day and it takes about a week to shoot an episode. And uh, we get it. But, you know, we shoot in densely. New York is pretty dense. If we go outside New York, we make sure it's there's a lot of turnover because you have to you have to account for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like all techniques to make sure people don't know us. Like if we're doing like something with an audience, we'll have one of us go out there three hours before and sit and and we have like eight people waiting for someone to even just visibly recognize yeah. it, and they go in to grab that person. Okay. So we have all these like stop gaps in place like that, and uh, it, it makes it a little harder to film, but not to the detriment of it, really. So it's like jury duty. If somebody tips their hand, <laughs> right. they get bounced. Yeah. Mike, we, we go out early and look for any people that are racist or biased, and we pull those sure. people right away. Yeah, and you put them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did you meet you met Mike out there, right? Yeah. This Mike, he ends up on jury duty. He could not get out of it. He, what did you say to them, Mike? But he, but he, said he was going to try to make some point about. He he's, he comes, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I ended up on jury duty. I ended up on the thing. It's a, all he had to do was say, look, I'm weird and crazy. I can't guarantee what I'm going to say up here. He ended up on some jury. What was it? Some guy, some guy got a gun. It was so boring. I got That old one? That old nugget? He made, look, he's so boring. He made a thing with a guy with a gun boring. Like he was telling me the story. I'm falling asleep. It's like somebody else would have taken that and turned it into a movie. He's telling this thing. It's just like, what? Guy had a gun and he was like, all right. <laughs> no, well, I love Mike. Mike's great. Um, I got out of jury duty by telling them that, um, and this, this was true, that it happened, but not true that I felt this way. So that was a lie. Yeah. I got hit by a car when I was four. Okay. And um, and I we sued, and I got like five thousand dollars. Uh huh. And um, so I was like, yeah, I got hit by a car when I was four, and I only got five thousand dollars. And like, I feel like I should have got like way more than that. So like, oh. I'm gonna just, I'm always gonna want to. Um, I empathize. I'm gonna empathize and sympathize with someone who's yeah. a victim. Yeah. And they were just like later. Yeah, you're like it's a lifetime of resentment you've yeah. built up against not people not getting paid for car accidents from since you've been four. You've <laughs> been haunted by it. So we have Sal Volcano here from Impractical Jokers. We have Chris Gethard here. Now, Chris, your show, Career Suicide. You've been working this for a while now. Yeah, for about a, a year and change now, almost yeah. two years. Close you, to two years. Yeah, yeah. And you just, you were in Edinburgh. Yeah. For a month. Yeah. You're doing it every night. Yeah, it was intense. What was that like? Well, it was kind of, it was cool because the show got better and the, the, you know, like that part's fun. It, it was nice to have an audience that many nights in a row, but also like my show is about like suicide and mm-hmm. stuff and talking about that 26 nights in a row in a country where you know no one. It's uh-huh. not ideal. And I was living – a friend of mine got in touch and he was like, hey, I've done this festival four times. It's your first time. Why don't we live together? It was my friend Colt Cabana. Sure. He's a podcaster, a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I went and lived with him mm-hmm. and uh, these two Australian comedians. Another guy who I think I, thinks I 
have made fun of him, I'm sure, at some I gotta stop making fun of people. He's the best. I got dinner I, with him last night in Chicago. Why do I do it? Why do I make fun of people? I don't know. It comes from feeling small inside, you right? Think so, yeah, it feels feels small. I lash self, out. There's some self sabotage in there, right? Yeah, I'm sure. You want to push him away? No, You're, the wanna, You're the renegade. You're the renegade. I actually just want to beat everybody at everything, but then I realize I lose. It's the worst part. See how it challenges people to fights and get beat up. <laughs> That's all it is now. I realize that. I don't even think there is self-sabotage. I think it's just like, look out, here I come. One punch, I'm out. Well, I guess I lost that fight. So, and people are like, wait, who's making fun of me? I don't know who that is. I'm busy playing a sold-out Radio City Music Hall tonight. I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. These 5,000-packed... <laughs> Uh, these, these 5,000 fans are kind of in between me knowing who you are. But. Well, if you ever want me to, um, awkwardly broker peace between you and Colt Cabana, I'd love to do that too. Alright, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get there. If you next. need me to be like your social fixer. Yeah. Go out into the world. Yeah. What a befriend, state. Befriend the people you've taken some pot shots what a, at. What a state of affairs that Chris Gethard is the guy fixing my social situation. <laughs> Like, it's just like, don't worry, Chris can smooth this over. Yeah. It's like, isn't Chris the guy who, like, did you read his book? He's like, he's the guy who went down to Princeton to to fight a guy who got him bounced from from his instant AOL messenger. messenger, yes. And when we were working on your, your uh, turning your book into a TV thing, and we were just like, let's go to the different places. And then we went to Princeton, yeah. and I could see how mad you were getting as we walked around the campus. You're yeah. just like, you're like, that's the building right there that that guy was in. Like you were seriously seething resentment. Yeah. yeah, like it came, it showed, like boom, it was right back. You're just like, yeah, it was that door? Is the door I went yeah. through? I and have a lot like, of anger inside. Were, yeah. What was that bully's name? Uh, I, know, I know you changed his... I changed it. His real name was Amr. I'll uh-huh. say it. Yeah. Amr. Oh, wow. You used to yeah. say yeah. it. Exclusive. Yeah. And, and what did you change it to? Uh, Derek or something like that. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> there, was Derek just arbitrary? Dude, the, the phone call... The, like I didn't know this. When you write a book, mm-hmm. a lawyer, you have to have a call with a lawyer. The lawyer reads the manuscript, and they have to go through it and... They go over everything, and they're like, did this really happen? Would you say in court that this happened? This person, how well do you know them? We should change their name. We have to change mm-hmm. this name, that, blah, blah, blah. The best thing said to me on the lawyer call about my book, I've never forgotten this. I had to put the phone on mute. And this is like on a call with – it's one of these calls. It's like you know, three lawyers and then all my eight – like the, the literary agent who sold the book, the publishing company, me, like 15 people on this call. And the lawyer goes, look, I'm just going to put this one out there. You cannot say that a girl kissed wieners under the boardwalk unless you personally saw her kiss wieners under the boardwalk. Like a lawyer had to say that. A lawyer had to yeah. say that to me, the phrase kiss wieners twice in the same sentence. That was said to me. And then the phone, the line was just silent and I realized uh-huh. every single person was pushing mute on their phone because they were either laughing or going like, why are uh-huh. we doing this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is this being published? Why is this coming into existence? But all that being said, yes, Tom, I would, I would happily 
broker between me and I'll, Colt Cabana. I will broker the peace between you and Colt. Good friend of mine. Good friend of mine. He seems like a nice guy. The sweetest. The so, best guy. So you're living life. You're living with him in Scotland. Him and two Australian comedians. Okay. Craig Quartermain and Brendan Burns. Brendan Burns, who is a, a fast-talking maniac, who I came to love very quickly. Okay. Doing my show every night, 10 mm-hmm. p.m., about suicide. That's a little bit of a late slot. You don't want drunks at the show. Yeah. I'm in a space where to leave for the bathroom, you have to walk across the stage. Okay. So every single night, I'm in the middle of talking about like a time I crashed a car on purpose, which is not the easiest thing to talk about. And then a drunk Scotsman just... Plods across the stage on his way to the bathroom, mm-hmm, interrupting mm-hmm. it. There was one night where, at my show about my suicide and depression issues, there was a Scottish bachelor party. They call them stag parties. Okay. And I've never encountered this. These guys, a couple guys get up and leave, and I'm like, that's fine. You know, if you don't know what this show is, I get it. There's other shows that aren't like this heavy. Mm-hmm. And then a few more guys leave, and I call it out. I make some jokes, and then a few more guys leave, and I'm finally like, what's going on? And then somebody's like, there's like 15 more of them. It's a stag party. And I was like, oh, no. And I said, I go, I go, hey, like, I get it that if you want to, this is not a bachelor party show. And if you want to split, yeah, I understand. And they were like, no, 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 we're good. We like it. We like it. We're, we're into it. You're doing good. So I start going again. And then two more of them leave. And I realized there were, they were strategically timing their walkouts to ruin the show. It was oh, brutal. What? They were leaving every five to 10 minutes on purpose just to mess with the show so and mess you, with me. So you would never get your feet you, under you. No momentum. No <laughs> momentum. But most of the audiences were good, but there were a few incidents like that. And I met some friends of Tom out there. The friends of Tom are very nice to me. They're very nice people. Very, very kind. Yeah. Very nice people. And people are saying on uh, on Twitter that uh, you have to watch out because Kiss Wieners is actually, uh, Gene Simmons has that registered oh, wow. and trademarked. So you... Yeah, that's his brand. He has like a hot dog brand. Yeah, that's his hot dog. Hey, Mike, who's good here? And look, I didn't mean what I said before, Mike. I don't think you're at all boring. I'm serious. Did you did you hear that part? Good. Don't take it serious. You know I'm teasing you. I think you're super interesting. Best show. Hi. Hi, this is Lori. Lori, where are you calling from? Um, I'm a Queens girl, but I'm in Florida. You're in Florida now. I live in Queens. Yeah. <laughs> Chris lives in Queens. Chris Gethard. <laughs> For the time being. Until this yeah. uh, until this off-Broadway money starts pouring in. Oh, yeah, that, no, that notorious off-Broadway yeah, money. You'll, you'll be in the Dakota. <laughs> the North- you and Lauren Michaels. And, <laughs> oh, my dream to hang yeah, out. To with hang Lauren out Michaels. With Lauren constantly. Yeah. What about the guy who played the Lorne Michaels type guy in uh, Don't Think Twice? His name's Seth Barish, very talented. Yeah, he was, uh, he made it seem, it was kind of like a Lorne Michaels, uh, Lou Pearlman combination. Like he had like a, sure. a sleaze element to him where he seemed sure. like, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm we, sorry that movie got under your skin, Tom. No, it didn't get under my it skin. Seems, it seems it. like it did. Look, what if I made a movie? Why can't I make a movie? You can make a movie. I don't movie. have an advocate, though. He's got Ira Glass helping him out with you're, everything. You're an extreme. Who do talent. I got? Fredericks from Newport Richie? What's he going to help me? Oh this guy God. burns Christmas trees for heat. People listen to my show, Sal. Oh I got, I got, you got me, Tom. I got you. Look. Impractical joke. Sal, We're Sal on the same Volcano team present. now. We are, no, but you're selling out Radio City. <laughs> Chris is an off-Broadway star. 
I don't know that that's true just yet. T- I need all these friends at Tom to buy tickets before well, I can claim I'm a star. And they should. It's <laughs> FOT10 if you go to careersuicideshow.com. You can buy tickets to see Chris Gethers one person show. Career off. suicide. Get ten dollars off if you're listening to this show. Now, Lori, what 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 to what do we owe the pleasure of this call? Oh, I'm just a big impractical joker fan, and I wanted to say hey to Sal. Hi, how are you? Thank you for calling. Hi. Now, what what's your favorite what's your favorite punishment that Sal has had to endure? Oh my god, I feel so bad for him. How this stuff he's had to do. Um, it's my, it's I think, what, go ahead. Sorry, Laura. Huh? I, mean, I mean to cut you off. You go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I, I think it was probably having him have um, help deliver the the calf. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, that was a that's a rough one. That's <laughs> that was a hundred degree day. Just to add a little pepper to that <laughs> story. A little pepper. <laughs> no, it, sm- yeah. it smelled really, really, really bad, and there was a lot of fluids cut out from television. It was a lot of fluids. <laughs> we didn't want it to be too gross. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to help deliver a calf. And for people who don't know, who don't watch the show. That's or so funny. You basically, it's, it's so funny. It's the four of you and you, you have to make, you have to, you, you have a, a little ear piece in and they're telling your, your three friends, you tell everybody's up at the plate at, at throughout the episode. So. And when you're up, then you have to get told what to do. And if you can't do it, then if you lose, you have to do a punishment and you have no choice in it. You have to go through with whatever it is. How does production time it out where a calf is born when you need it to be born? Uh, that was unbelievable to me. They induced like 10 that day. And we got there like 7 a.m. and just waited. Wow. They induced. So you went from having a staff where you personally were booking locations, and now you can have farmers induce 10 calves. You can bring 10 animal lives into the world at your command. Yeah, this is what they do over there. The guy said he had delivered like 15,000 cows in his lifetime. So they and just you delivered one. I delivered. And it is something else, let me tell you. Now you, because, you don't like animals. Wow. You're not a big animal. Lover. No, I I I appreciate a good animal, but sure. um, like the fear you like an you like the idea of an animal. No, I just don't like cats. <laughs> okay, but other animals I'm, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. You know, but oh, but 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 I put my hand. See, I had, you had to put your hand in the cow's yeah, yeah vagina. Sure. Okay, say, vagina. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I put my hand in there, but at one point I stopped when my hand was in. I was like. Is this cow pregnant, or am I just fist, fisting a cow? Because like, that would be messed up if, it, if the cow was not pregnant. Yeah. But then you tie a rope. You reach in and tie a rope to the calf in there. Oh. And then you yank it, it out like a tug of war. Leg? Yes, you tie it, two legs. You tie a, a knot around it, and you pull the thing out. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's the size of us. <laughs> and and but, but before it happens, there's a sack. There's a, an, like a sack that starts, starts filling with fluids. Picture, you ever make a water balloon? Yeah. And you, you clip it onto the sink and you turn it yeah, and it just, yeah, yeah. it keeps going like that. That's what happens for hours until the sack filled with, by the way, unidentified fluids <laughs> to you and I. Until it's that big. <laughs> and then it bursts. And at that point, you're ready oh. to go, go in there. And oh. the cow is walking around with that sack swinging back and forth. For like hours, and I'm like behind it, just waiting in a hundred degree heat. And yeah. uh, this was a cow where they a, a farm where they don't kill cows. It was a, mil- a milk farm strictly, mm-hmm. so it was like oh, just manure, and the manure gets sour because of the heat. And so it's 
the smell was a smell I had never smelled before, but I will, will never forget. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so that was a bad punishment. And cats you don't like. And cats. <laughs> cats <laughs> I, don't I think cats would probably, if I was going through that, I think cats <laughs> might come in second to cows for me if, if I was a, you. I I'd probably do like. I can't trust a cat. I, I, I just, they have claws and, and uh, they don't listen and mm-hmm. they just. It, the one they they, 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 inv- they invade your personal space. They have no respect for authority. Now, when you had to walk into that cage of cats, when did you realize that that was going to be a cat related? When, like in the how did, what it. was the setup? So you 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 got the punishment, and then they're just like you have to go speak to this group. Yeah, so that one particularly was pretty secretive because I got in front of them and said, hello, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing that, I did not know what was going on still. So you had no idea what had anything to do with cats. No. And then when I hit the button, whatever it said, this was a while ago. but To trigger the screen. Then at that moment in front of them and on mm-hmm. camera was the first time I was receiving that information. That cats were involved. Yeah. And then, then you had to pull a, a sheet off of a... a cage behind you when it was filled with cats and you had to go in and that was it just watching you in there with those cats and you had to lay on the floor like you seriously is it giving you the heebie like like yeah (laughs) no it is it is I had I've had bad experiences with cats I'm not trying to like I'm sure there's good cats yeah but I had a no there aren't I grew up with a friend who had a cat that attacked me every day. Okay. You know, and, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, it was kind of like no way to grow up, really. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I just feel like they're, a, they're just wild cards. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, they yeah. just like, like in the cage, they started fighting with each other. I, I don't I want to be around that. And you're stuck the in predatory there. Predatory things, yeah. you know, yeah. like they just. And I have also, a, uh, oh, God, I have OCD with um, things pointing at my eyes. Okay. So, like, uh for example, if you like, had like a, a fountain pen here or mm-hmm. something that was pointing at yeah. I would literally right now be curling my feet up because okay. I'd have to move it away from me. Sure, sure. It's kind of a little bit crippling. So I would like – sometimes I'll lay down in bed and if I see stuff pointing at me, I get up and have to turn them in my house. So it started with things poking me in the eye because what happened was mm-hmm. my sister hit me in the eye. Okay. This is where I trace it back to with a okay. Malibu Ken. At a very young age, and I, I, I fell back, hit my head. I had to go to the hospital. Now, that scar is here. It's 30 years. It's uh-huh. right there. Yeah. yeah, I see it. Right? Okay. I see People it. think I'm always stoned or drunk. I don't, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, I just that. Uh, I think that's where I trace it back to. And it's so cats. can related injury. Cats, very quick claws, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. things like that. So I, don't, I don't like them. What would you be more scared of uh, 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 if a group of cats were coming at your eyes or suddenly some Malibu Kens came to life? And we're coming at your eyes. You know, I got to go with if Malibu Kens came to life because that's really extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there might be a sense of wonderment at first. You'd be like, they're alive. It would immediately dissipate, okay. though, when they started to attack sure. my eyes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Lori, thank, yeah. you for, thank you for the call. All right. Love you guys. We love you, too. Yes. Bye. So, Chris Gethard, this show, Career Suicide. Yeah. You're coming in now. It's strong. You you beat this thing into shape after a, doing it every single night. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. The show got better for it. Yeah. And now you're ready. You got Judd Apatow's producing it. Yeah. I got Judd's blessing. Yeah. Very kind. 
Okay. He's giving me notes. I'm getting notes on this thing from Judd Apatow. My mm-hmm. comedy, my comedy that also has some sadness in it. Mm-hmm. Getting notes from probably the guy, maybe more than any other ever, who you'd want to give you notes on that. I'm very mm-hmm. lucky, but it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the goal for people to leave? Feeling hopeful or feeling like maybe the guy at that stag party would have just been like, man, eh, maybe I shouldn't even get married. What's the point? Well, that guy. Like, that guy's show. Like, what, 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 how do you want people to feel as they well, leave? Well, you know, the, the honest answer is the main thing I want is, like, I, I'm a, I want people to laugh. Like, it's mm-hmm. a comedy show. I'm a comedian. I've spent mm-hmm. many years being a comedian. And I want people to laugh, ideally, really hard. And, you know, it's like, it's just, at the end of the day, it, it does deal with my honest experience um, in regards to some of this stuff. Like, I am on medication. I take it every morning, every night. Like, I have had some really tough, jo- some tough times. That's not a joke. And I've had to process those times, and I feel like if I can speak about those things really honestly and, and make them really funny, then that's that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like all my favorite comedians are people who are honest in some way, either mm-hmm. what they're speaking to or the reactions they're getting. Like, honesty is the priority. And, and I do have it in my head of like, you know, if, if, if it – it was when when I was a kid and I realized something was up with me. I went into a shell, and when I would try to talk to people about it, I felt like a mutant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it felt like really scary and isolating. And 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 I remember like my parents didn't know how to deal with it. They were like Irish Catholics from New Jersey. Like we weren't really talking about depression. And so if I can if I can make this show funny enough that somebody who's not really ready to have that conversation becomes a little bit more open to having it, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be a bad thing either. Sure. Like I, I, I like it. Like people have seen the show and said to me, like, you know, I, I have my own depression stuff, and and the show is like speaking my language, and that means a lot. It really means a lot. But I've had a few people say, like, my kid or my brother deals with this stuff, mm-hmm. and I think I get their perspective a little bit more, sure, sure. and that means even more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I'm like always. You've known me long enough to know m- much of my current day choices are still guided by like. Stuff that made me pretty angry as a kid, and I think this show has has elements of that in a big way. Of mm-hmm. like, why why was it so? Why did I spend so long feeling like I was on my own and nobody was ready to talk about it? So I'll just talk about all of it and hopefully make it really funny, and then maybe other people can let their guard down a little bit. Sure, and you know it's it's funny because you started off just doing comedy, and at some point, who you are as a person informed your comedy more than for a lot of people. A lot of people do comedy and they do characters and they do stuff and they just are, they just focus on the funny side of things. But you are one of the few people to kind of come out of that whole improv world where you are you and that's primarily who you're known as. But I look back, even as an improviser, when I was doing improv, I look back and so many of my characters were like, depressed people who resented yeah. successful rich people uh-huh. like so uh-huh. many of my characters were just venting the feelings i had sure and uh <laughs> it, it, the transition made a lot uh-huh. of sense it was it was not much of a uh i wasn't exactly brando going in mm-hmm. deep on these things it was <laughs> always right at the 
right at the surface. But there were points where you're just like, I just want to be funny and I don't want to talk about sad stuff today. For sure. And I think I've become known for that a little bit too much. And, and maybe that's like a little strange to say considering mm-hmm. I'm mounting this show. But there is also a part of me that feels like I've become a little known as being like a depression guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be my whole life. And I don't want that to be my whole career. And there is a part of me that feels like this is me putting that on the table more hardcore than I ever could. Sure. Like, like, like anyone who sees this show mm-hmm. is, is going to say, you have done your part. You have explained this away. You have, you have tried to push back against the things that bother you about it. And now, now you can move on. That's yeah. another part too is cause I have a ton of other material that has nothing to do with this stuff. I have, yeah. a, I have a lot of stuff that's, that's not focused on this stuff and I don't want to, I don't want to like perpetuate a reputation where this is the only thing I focus on and I don't want to come off like I'm exploiting you know exploiting it somehow for gain I'm yeah, not no, it's just uh, no, nobody would take it that no. way although but, I'm uh, starting to hear that backlash cuz you know Tom we'll get into me and this you've never been around me and Tom we'll get into it. Tom I'm starting to hear some backlash from some other comedians Wow. From who? I, I, I'm not naming names. You know me. I don't name names. You always try to get me to name the names, Tom. Right. I'm not going to say it. No. Right. I'm, write it down. I will never say it on the air. I want you to I write a name down. I can't. I can't do that. But write I got people saying. I got people saying I'm trying to perpetuate an image as the depressed guy. And I'm like, really? Was I? Was I? Was I crafting an image when I was cutting my arms at night at the age <laughs> of 19? Was I? Was that me crafting an image for 17 years later? Was I crafting an image when I crashed my brother's car into a wall on purpose? Was that me? Was I crafting an image? It gets me really mad. Look. There's no image here. You just take care of yourself. You're doing great. I've been great. trying for years, man. You're doing all right. I'll you're sabotage right. it. I'll, I'll mess no, it up you somehow. Won't. You won't. You're, 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 you're over the hump with some of that I'll be stuff. On pub- I'll be back on public access in six months. We all know it. What's going on with the, with the... You what, sounded like Tom now. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. Wait, is that what I sound friends. like? Oh, no. There's a reason we're friends. <laughs> the, uh, what's going on with the Chris Gethard show? Things are looking good. I can say that. There's been a little, you know, there's been some, there's, you know, it's, it, it, everything's good. Everybody's feeling good about how season two went. We felt mm. like the show was kind of, I felt like the show was back on track. Like season one, growing pain. Season two, I'm like, oh, it's a, it feels to me like there's episodes here that are better than anything we've done on public access. And getting to do, getting to do um, an hour. Yeah, that's the that show was, has to be an hour, right? I mean, that's problem. the half hour. Those shows were fun, but it's like the the thing that makes the show the show is when you guys get to spread out yes. and really just run with a a, a concept yes. or or have the chance for a thing to go whichever way it's going to go. Yes, I would agree. I would agree with that. And there's been a, I I I can't. I obviously can't say too much, but. Mm-hmm. Everyone was really happy with season two. We were happy with it. The network was happy with it. And season three is, knock on wood, looking good. We just have to make sure everybody agrees that things like that were the best choice Mm -hmm. and are the way to continue. Because I am someone who, I would rather, I would rather not do it, um, than do it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know? Like if I know in my gut that, something's the right way to do it that's the way i want to do it and uh mm-hmm. just want to make sure all those things are ironed out but it's looking good it's yeah. looking good and everybody's been cool good well hopefully it comes back because i love the show and that to me i i love that 
look, I love the side of you that talks about yourself and your experiences and your struggles and all that stuff. But I also love the part of you that gets to just be funny, Chris. Thanks, too. man. Like, I don't want that to get lost. Well, they all go hand in hand. You yeah. Know? Like, it's all just pouring the same stuff into a different container. And the, mm-hmm. the Gethard Show container is pretty absurd. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a different thing. But now, what does this mean for Fred? Fred? From Tom, Honolulu. Do you this, know Fred from you Honolulu? You met this guy, Fred, Sal? Sal? Oh, no, to... you'll meet him soon. I'm sure he'll be, he's... Oh, yeah. He's probably he... applied for a job on your yeah. show six oh, yeah. times now. Exactly. The guy he's... rides the hot hand. He He's a guy, he, he lived in Honolulu. He would call this show and he'd be like, it's me, Fred, from Honolulu. Then one day, he says, I'm moving to New York City. And where does he move? He moves from Honolulu, like paradise on earth. He moves... I've been to that apartment. I've been inside the apartment. He moves literally to where the San Gennaro Festival is happening. So he that moves one from, block in you yeah. know that one block where they yeah. set so up he, the big statue. Yeah. So he lives on that block. He moves oh from Honolulu. So he moves from to a Martin yeah. Scorsese yeah. set to a thing where people are throw, like eating they're eating Zeppelis and throwing up on his. Uh, Got like the, yeah. the clown. It's going on now. I just witnessed that yeah. a couple nights this yeah. week. He's got the He's clown like, dunk tank right outside his window. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a couple walking around there. The guy had one of those yard glasses. You know that you get yeah. like senior frogs where you <laughs> drink <laughs> a half gallon of alcohol? And yeah. his girlfriend had a stuffed banana uh, like uh, with a face on it. Yeah. Like, you know, like a stuffed yeah. animal. Yeah. And they, I was like, where are these people coming from? It's yeah. like, San Gennaro's on Yeah. 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 And it, he, he plays me and Tom against each other. Fred, he's kind of a master manipulator, I would say. Because he liked this show, and then suddenly Fred's like, oh, I'm hanging out with Gethard crowd now. And it's like, oh, okay. Then suddenly go show goes to Fusion. Now Fred's like, he's like, my job. he's like Chris's guy all of a sudden. I don't hear a, a peep from this guy. And he's all over Chris. Then Chris is between seasons, and here comes Fred. I'm sure he'll be, he's out probably of the picking woodwork. up the phone right now. Out of the woodwork, Fred comes, hey, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Brother, brother. I'll say, hey, brother, what's going on? Brother? I guess Chris was your brother when the show was on. Now I'm your brother again. Then the show comes back. No Fred. I don't see him anymore. He's over with that. And he goes on to, he's on the thing with Colin Quinn, the, the his web show, and he's treating Colin Quinn like garbage. Like he just like. Now, I he, was at a wedding. I was at a wedding this past weekend with yeah. Fred. You would have thought Fred was getting married the way he was walking around. Yeah, the mayor, the cock of the walk. Yeah. Now I love I love him, but he'll be all over. He'll be all over. You'll suddenly you'll be on set doing a thing, and a guy will come up to you and be like, "Hey, Sal, I'm Fred. How you doing?" And then he'll be all over you. Next thing, he'll start pitting you against other <laughs> impractical jokers. Yeah. Is he on cop show? He's on cop show. But one of my favorite facts is that his you know his name transformed. Mm-hmm. That in the in the best show community in the Gethard show community, he's known as Fred from Honolulu. Yeah, all the people associated with Cop Show know him as Freddie Hawaii. Freddie <laughs> Hawaii, it's still pretty cool. So Good you're thing. gonna wait till you Freddie meet Hawaii. when you meet this guy Sal. You'll, you'll you'll be like, oh, he's a good guy, and I'll be like, yeah, he is because he's. Playing you right now, <laughs> and then he'll use you to try to get to Carbonaro. Yeah. Next thing you know, know. You yeah, be careful. All Next right. thing you know, he'll be all over Carbonaro. Use Carbonaro to get to uh, Conover. To he'll be get down. Adam ruins everything. All right, I'll be on high alert. Fred ruins everything. <laughs> yes, what it is. Hey, uh, are you? We, you know, you, you Sal are from Staten Island, yes. Sal Volcano of Impractical Jokers, and the Tenderloins fame. <laughs> <laughs> 
Staten Island's premier <laughs> comedy troupe. Look. I should have known. How, how could I take that anyway but the way it was meant when you originally said and, and, um And, Chris, you are obviously from uh, New Jersey. Proudly. Proudly. Now, I want to find out which one of you walks the walk wow. better for where you're from. Okay. Mike, Terry, please come in. Mm. We're going to do, they're going to quiz you each on who knows whether you, Chris, know New Jersey and you, Sal, know Staten Island. Who knows your own, wait, you're not, Mike. All right, come on in. Chairs. Chairs. So Mike Mike asks New Jersey questions? You don't need a chair. So Mike's going to ask you about New Jersey, and Terry's going to ask you, Sal, about Staten Island. Okay. Okay. So. What's this little, Mike's got a little weird piece of paper. Terry has a pad. Look at that. Terry has a whole, look at Terry's nice pad versus Mike's. Mike's weird ransom notes. (laughs) Looks like the Unabomber scribbled that. We spoke a lot about Staten Island tonight. That's not fair. Did you hear that? Look, They've already been chatting about okay. Staten Island. All right. Well, there's the mic. Pick it up. <laughs> Terry, go first. Okay. Well, you go first. It's a home court. <laughs> so how does this work? So basically you're going to ask uh, – Mike's going to ask you, Chris, uh-huh. uh, New Jersey questions. And, and Terry is going to ask Sal – Staten Island questions. We'll see who gets the most right. Consequences. Jersey is a way bigger thing to cover than Staten Island. Well, we'll find out. Is there going to be like an impractical impractical Joker style punishment at the end? We'll find out. It's like. Get locked in a cage full of (laughs) Freds. One of us. A cage full of Fred from (laughs) Honolulu. So. Well, uh, I know uh, Chris's background with weird New Jersey. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep these as uh, weird as possible. Okay. So uh, my first question, and I'll accept uh, two answers for this question. Two answers. What is the smelliest part of the New Jersey Turnpike? What towns? It's down by the refinery there. Mm-hmm. When you go past, the, what's that like? Uh, it's a very ambiguous answer. No, it's like once you. It's like once you get past south of Elizabeth, and you're in Linden and okay. Rahway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like it looks. You, you like name a, both of them, Elizabeth yeah, the, and Linden. I would accept. It's like a steampunk yeah. nightmare. Yeah, that's one, that's one for Chris. See, being from Staten Island, though, that's ten minutes from my house. I also yeah. knew that answer. So, okay. but I guess yeah, I won't I know. Give credit it's kind of like a okay. All right, fair we're already. I, I like that we're already. Is a the Staten Island is already. <laughs> it's already becoming Staten a Island weird war. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that. All right. There was a boat race. You know about that? Staten Island and New York. New York and New Jersey both won at Staten Island. They had a boat race to see who gets it. Did you know that? Really? Know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what was that? Way back in the day. 1982. All right. So, yes. Here's the Staten Island question. Sal. All the demographics of Staten Island, nationality wise, (laughs) what is the most populous nationality? Like like race? Sure. Not race, really. Touchy, touchy question out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that uh, Chris's question was subjective, I believe. Yeah. This is very factual based. Yes, um, Jersey guys look out for each other, man. <laughs> I will say, uh, let's see, they're Irish or Italian. Um, I'm going to go with Italian. Yes. Okay. Bonus. One for one for sale. What's I the second that. most popular? I'll say Irish. Yes. 
One and a half. That counts as a point five. The Elizabeth Linden of nationalities, if you will. <laughs> All right, Mike. You have a question for Chris to see who can rep their home uh, home uh, area. What do you call it? Chris's home state, Sal's home uh, borough. What multiple murderer and longtime <laughs> fugitive lived in Westfield, New Jersey? Uh, John List right. killed his family. Right. His mansion, but you know he could have just. You know this though. His house had a Tiffany glass. Oh, right, now he's just showing off. He could have sold it. He had all, he's a creep. He was a creep. He was one of the first people caught by America's Most Wanted. And he worked with my father, and because because the, the names were similar, that's that's how they yeah, knew my, each other. His name was Lisk. So yeah, one yeah. letter off. Yeah, Did everybody think your dad was that guy? Yeah, oh, I never heard of him. Yeah, John List. Unbelievable. He he got away for a long time. He did. John List. Decades. Right? Caught him down in Virginia, I think. Terry, the next Staten Island question for Sal Volcano. Yes. What do Staten Islanders call Manhattan? As in, complete this sentence. I'm going to... Uh, The city. (laughs) The city. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then people think we're not part of the city, but we Mm. are part of New York City. Yes. The royal. So yeah. de Blasio is the mayor of Staten Island. Yeah. 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 He's the mayor of the five boroughs. Yeah. Mike, question for Chris to test his New Jersey uh, knowledge. Howard Unruh, the first mass murderer in the U.S., killed 13 people in 12 minutes in Camden, New Jersey. This is not a question. What is this incident known as? Camden, New Jersey. That's still happening in Camden, by the way. <laughs> Is it uh, the, the Camden Massacre? No. I don't know this oh. one. I don't know it. I missed The Walk it. of Death. The Walk of Death. Can we uh, note the very hard question? I would like to think anyone who hears, what do people in Staten Island call Manhattan? The city is something that might come to mind versus the actions of Howard Unruh a century ago in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, this flip-flopped really fast. What do people call Manhattan? The city. What did Howard Unruh do in Camden? Pat, do you have que- you you want to get on the? Okay, oh. well, will Terry ask ask What's the next. What's this wild card? The wild no, card. No, well, Pat's also I mean, a lifelong New Jersey. Yeah, stick up for my peeps. We're gonna ask, go with the next question. What a nationality is Staten Island known for? <laughs> Italian? Yeah, we I all have TV, like man. What's the first letter of the alphabet? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, is that the is that your next it's one, Terry? Kinda, it is. So, <laughs> so. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Next question what? for Sal Volcano. Famous hip hop. Group. Oh, this is this from is Staten Island. No, unrock. Call me bad, but I'm rock clan. I have no, to no. tack on to it. Oh, yes. Well, you don't even know the rest of my question. Right, yeah, okay, go ahead. Go. No, no, good. No, no, is it the no, rest no, 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 go tack it on. Oh, no, by all on. means, I want to hear the rest no, 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 of the no, question. Tack it on. Oh, wow. Let's Ta- hear the no, question. Tack it on. I'm going to say that Sal's going to have to name as many members of this hip hop group as possible. Well, if he can get, if he could, I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to even know who it is. I was going to say, Staten Island is known as the Shaolin. Yes. What famous hip hop group came up with that? But I think your question, yeah, that's kind of. Well, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to modify this question. Number part one. Part. Sal, you have to name as many members of 
You can sure. say. What's the name of the group? The Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, the Wu Tang Clan. I should deliver pizza to them. You have to name. Whoa. You have to name as many members as you can, and you have to say what street their short-lived store was on. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which I know you. I I know what street. What was the street? Ad street. Well, you mentioned it. Well, I, I, if you're talking about that clothing store, yeah, yeah, I, it was on Victory Boulevard. That's right. Yeah. Yes, it was that's on Victory right. Boulevard. Woo wear. Woo wear. Woo wear. Now let's go. There's eight members. We're not going to count the, the ninth, who we all know is. Uh, At what point are you going to start asking Sal about obscure murderers from centuries ago? <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. So go ahead, Sal. Sal. You should have vetted the. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so you got uh, Ghostface Killer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You got Inspector Deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got Riza. Mm-hmm. You got the Jizza. I can name their real names too if you want. Oh. You got. I, <laughs> you got I don't mean to show yeah. off, but you know, you got Gary Grice, so otherwise known as the Genius. Oh the my Jizza. God. You got Method Man. You got Old Dirty Bastard. You got uh, Master Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got Raekwon, the Chef. That's right. Did I get everybody? No. Can I steal? Can I do the steal if I get the one he didn't name? Did I say Method oh. Man? You missed the you god. You missed oh, Golden, you you missed golden yeah. Arms. Well, I wasn't really. I just. I was just getting a check if I named yeah. them. Well, well, you yeah. named. Yeah. I'm getting weirdly so competitive about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weirdly really competitive about this. The tenth is obviously the, uh, the like the unofficial member, yeah. Capadonna. Yeah. Capadonna. Yeah. yeah, which gets his name because of because of Father. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Father Capadonna yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. I lived on 161 Father Capitano Boulevard, and I, didn't, I wasn't sure about that. Father, well, that makes thousands sense. of impractical Joker fans just headed to there. Yes. To leave flowers, it was te- it was flowers on the <laughs> So go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah. Next, Sal is in the lead yeah, I now. Mike, I hope you're modifying your question somewhat. You, you, you no, modifying. Your modify. jersey. This ar- this time. arsonist murderer <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> from. <laughs> This Mountainside. Yeah. This guy tortured people in Paramus. <laughs> how many mutilated bodies did they find in his attic? And how many did they find in his basement? <laughs> According to Weird New Jersey, what is the smallest bar in New Jersey? Oh, I know this. Is it the Wall Kill? Chris works for Weird New Jersey. Yeah, now you're embarrassing me. I'm trying to recall things from 2002 off the top of my head. The smallest bar in New Jersey. I don't. I I, I got to say, Mike, it, it hurts my feelings that you specifically said according to Weird New Jersey, knowing you were going to undercut my cred <laughs> if I got this wrong. The smallest bar in New Jersey. I know. Uh, I knew this at one point in my life. Can I steal? Yeah. You know it. Ooh. Is it you got? The steel. Is it the wall kill in or something like that? No, what is it? Stop it, Mike. Mike's making a face. That was so weird. Really rattled me. I don't even know. Really rattled me. That face. Masses Tavern in Bayonne, New Jersey. Yes, we did an article. Yes, there was an article in Weird New Jersey about Masses Tavern. That must have been after my time. Yes. That's it was a trick true. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, according to Weird New Jersey. All right. I don't know if they. All right. But I, I actually. <sighs> I should have known. Pat I, I Byrne actually has a New Jersey, uh, I think, so, a somewhat fairer okay. yeah. question. Yeah, not, 
not for Chris. Not questions channeled That's from through, New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, through uh, Mike's, Mike's house of horrors. I should, and I should have known he was going to make that one about himself. Yeah. Just because like, I feel like... I'm surprised. I mean, I want my guys, What's the smallest bar in New Jersey? And who was murdered there? <laughs> yeah, who was murdered? And who sells shirts of it? <laughs> like, Mike sells these masses. I'm going to say oh, yeah. this. Drives me up I the wall. Sal, he's got this... Bandcamp page, apmike.bandcamp.com. He sells these masses shirts. It's, it, it, it's, it, he's making so much money on these shirts. He's like, I sold another batch of guy at the post office is mad at me because I keep mailing them out all day. Can't take it anymore. I can't take this whole crew. This whole crew. Umrah. Yeah, Howard Umrah. I hear. I, 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 Howard Umrah had the right idea. I tell you. So go ahead, Terry. You have a question. No, 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 the city. Um, the city. Pat, Pat Byrne. Pat has a, a, fa- a somewhat, I guess, fair. Okay, a fairer New Jersey question. Slightly fair. It okay. may be tricky, but uh, Chris. it's geared. Okay. It's geared right for Chris. Mm-hmm. Now that's gonna. If I get it wrong, I'm gonna look like a jerk. Which. NJ pop punk band oh, okay. is made up. Uh-huh. Right turn Eddie. Adam's not funny. Sit on it Potsy. One cool guy. One cool guy and right turn Eddie are both real. I saw them both multiple times. What were the other two options? Adam's not funny. Adam's not funny. Or sit on it Potsy. Ah. Which NJ pop punk band great is made up? I like that you're I mean and these are like early to mid 90s. This NJ is. I, I'll say this. Too. It's ninety-seven yeah, yeah, yeah. to like yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, no, that's. I, I I believe I remember a band called Adam's Not Funny. I don't. I feel like I would have remembered a band called Sit on It Potsy. So I'm going to say Sit on It Potsy is made up. It's actually a trick question. None of them are made up. Wow! Wow! wow. Right turn Eddie. Right turn Eddie wasn't bad. I, I thought he was going to say it's a trick question. None of them are real. Yeah. Right, right turn Eddie. Not a bad band. Yeah. Not a bad band. All right turn Eddie. Punk, but yeah. I'm yeah, they were Chris. Sky. I remember Chris them. That. I'm giving Chris three quarters of a quarter. I only get three quarters of. Okay, go ahead. What's the next Staten Island question? I feel like giving him. I feel like giving Chris a New Jersey. Qu- it's not fair. I've got it. I've got it. Here's here's Sal's next question okay. about Staten Island. This is like, well, what, what is this? this What's like, the next? Here's the here's, the, here's Terry. Here's the next question. I mean, Complete this. Of course, phrase. I want Sal to win. Here's the next one. Complete this phrase. Staten <laughs> blank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest question. All right, let's hear the Staten Island question. Don't do that. My questions aren't that easy. <laughs> okay, let's hear it, Terry T. What state? <laughs> well, okay. well, that would just be. All right, here we go. Um, no, all right, I'm gonna yeah, skip, skip that one. Should one. I skip that yeah, one? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I should. Yeah, skip, <laughs> skip the one that was a the non- racist one. Yeah, the racist one. <laughs> yeah, no, so oh, it's a good racist one though. Yeah, skip it. You can do it okay. all fair. All right. Um, okay. It's not that you were being racist. No, 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 no. This is like a, this yeah. is that, just, the, well, the people were being against. The less we talk about it, the better. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the what's the question? Okay, here we go. So you're under twenty one. Well, you have to think of a place, the coolest place to hang out. The Studio Fifty Four of Staten Island was. 
Well, I think that it would be because um, there were underage establishments you can get into, but I think what you, where you're going is the Midland Avenue parking lot. Parking lot, exactly. Oh, this guy does not. Hanging out in parking lots, That's good drinking. All right. Next in question. a desolate, disgusting parking lot. Next question for Chris. I nailed that John List one. Yeah. It's yeah, all did. downhill from there. This electronics retail king recently died. <laughs> Crazy Eddie. There you go. Is that Jersey? Because we had one on set. I don't know. Well, I was yeah, going to mention the one on Route 18. Yeah. It was Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Yeah. Right. I feel Next. good about how aggressive I was about Final it. Question. Final question. Like Final question. a good alpha move. Final Staten Island question. Oh, really? Only one more question? Only one more. Make it count. Oh. Uh. Go. No. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Ah. What is the fresh kill? Uh, that is a landfill that has since been closed. It was the largest landfill, I think, on the planet. You could see it from space. We used wow. to ship garbage to us. And that we closed that about 10, 10 plus years ago. And now they're converting that into, the, I think, wow. literally the biggest <laughs> park in the United States. But it's going to yeah. be dangerous. I don't know if I want to set foot on that. Well, yeah. you know what happened is like, they did close it, but they reopened it to put the 9-11 debris in. So sad. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. But why did Final New Jersey question. Okay. Pat Byrne asking. I've lost mathematically. No. Mathematically, you did not. Mathematically, if you get this, you'll be one quarter of a point ahead of Sal. What? This one is not as specific to you as the last, but. How did he hasn't missed any? Yeah, but I think you should. It should be a scale because yours have been tough. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Which good fella? Goodfellow. Is not from New Jersey. Oh, wow. Okay. Joe Pesci. Uh huh. Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent. Or Paul Sorvino. You remember Frank Vincent? He's the one. Go get your shine box. Oh, that's go get your shine box guy? Okay. Yeah. He's also from Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got his head run over by the SUV. Oh, now I see. I was leaning Vincent. Wasn't from New Jersey, but he was in Sopranos too. But I. I, I but he repped New York. Yeah, he did rep New York, didn't he? He was part of Johnny Sachs' crew. And then uh, the final one you said was Paul Sorvino. No, Paul I, Sorvino. I think it was Frank Vincent was not from New Jersey. It's Paul Sorvino. Wow. Frank Vincent grew up in Jersey City. Oh, I the left. winner, Sal Volcano. I let everybody down. Sorry, Chris. Wait, well, we actually have a tiebreaker. Well, there wasn't a tie, though. I mean, we have a question. Okay, it's like just, a bonus okay. question bonus question that applies to both. Oh, Weirdly, Staten Island and New Jersey. This question is worth 45 points. Okay. Do we work together on it? How do yeah, we answer how does this? this work? It's just whoever I'm so embarrassed. You got a buzz, and for Chris, yeah. the buzzing is you have to say, I, 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 we Baby, we were born out. to run. Uh-huh. And Sal, you have to say, uh, you have to say, uh, the thing, you have to say the thing from the Wu Tang Clan album about the, how they torture the people. You have to do that whole thing in its entirety with the hot. You don't want me to curse. With the drawer. You have to beep, you have to beep yourself. I'm kidding. You have to say one torture from that in a radio friendly way. Sure. From the. Tom, I feel like I let down all of New Jersey. You didn't. All right, here's, here's the question. What writer based uh, a, a, fa- a famous 
thing, which I will say what it is, from his view of Staten Island, from his childhood home in Bayonne, New Jersey, he based King's Landing. Baby, I'm going to run George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. I forgot what my buzzer was. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. Think. Can you believe Chris. that? King's Landing. Chris gets 45 points. The Game of Thrones is based on Staten I didn't know that. New Jersey wins. Sorry, Staten Island. Wow. And I went down Ooh. saying, I'll throw your butthole clothes and keep kidding you. <laughs> I, I went down in true Staten Island fashion. Exactly. Yes. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Thank Wizards. You guys. Can I ask, can I ask the, the racist one now? No. <laughs> oh. Dude. Oh, and this guy's wearing his Doctor Who thing. What is going on here? What does it, this doesn't even have anything to do with what tonight is a, nobody mentioned Doctor Who the whole night. And you're wearing, Oh, so that's what it was. There was a, there was an absence of Doctor Who that made you put your, Look, if it was the other impractical joker, then you wear your Doctor Who thing all day long, and he'll be doing cartwheels, right? Brian mm-hmm. Quinn, mm-hmm. who's uh, friends with uh, Kevin Smith. Yes. Right? He's on that uh, that whole scene, which... Uh, does that comic book stuff drive you nuts a little bit? He's always talking about a uh, new issue of Daredevil. And uh, just like, no, he doesn't really talk about it that much. I mean, mm-hmm. he's well... He he knows all about it, but mm-hmm. I don't have that many conversations yeah. with him about it. You kind of glaze over a little bit if it comes up. Make it clear we're not talking about this. We don't really talk about it. I mean, I have I have a, like a, a surface level of mm-hmm. fondness of comics, mm-hmm. but he's like a encyclopedia. Sure. Yeah. Now, which of the four impractical jokers? If it's you or or uh, Q or Joe or Murr, which of the four would be most likely to? Uh, Die in jail. Okay, I would I would have to say Murr. <laughs> okay, um, for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he would probably say me, but mm-hmm. he is the tiniest. Okay, and probably mo- most prone to be taken advantage of. I believe. Okay. Also, he has a, uh, sometimes can have an air, an arrogance about him. Mm-hmm. That I think would land him in hot in, in hot water with the wrong people. Sure. Yeah. So he'd be like walking out of the yard, and then that's when it's like. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, <laughs> you know, I gotta go punch the biggest guy right in the face or yeah. whatever. Which but I'm I, sure works so well. Yeah. In, when you just go <laughs> punch the biggest guy, that he leaves you alone for the next eleven years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a. Yeah, that's, you, that's realize, yeah. <laughs> you, you realize we're in here. Every day, right. and you punch the biggest guy. Terrible in the face. life hack. He's just gonna be like, "Look, I'm here for I got a triple life sentence." But that guy, to be fair, did come up to me and punched me in the face. I'm in here for the rest of my life. I can't do anything about that guy now. Yeah. I, I treat that guy like he's in charge. Should like, I be scared? Not. T Bone said it was over before it started. <laughs> yeah, he said. <laughs> now, which which impractical Joker would uh, uh, be most likely to win a major award? <laughs> like a, a Christmas Story reference? <laughs> no, I mean just like in, like you know like which would be most likely to get the EGOT? Ooh. 
I think, I think you. I think I we're think looking you. at him. I think we I think are. We're looking at him. Yeah, you really? can't say it, but I think it's you. Oh, I would. Ne- I would never. I would. I wasn't thinking me. I was probably thinking Q. But no, I think it'd be you. I think it'd be you. You'd. You'd. You'd get the. You'd pull all four. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Well, that's not very kind of you. I don't know. Can I? Am I eligible for a Tony? <laughs> oh. Chris is. Are you eligible for a Tony now? I think they call them the Obies. The oh yeah, Obies. Broadway ones. That's right. So, which of the Impractical Jokers is most likely to be married three or more times? <laughs> He's hysterical. Um, I gotta go with um, Murr again on that one. Um, um, hmm. How do I answer this? Uh, I've you know from what I glean. From my relationship with him, he constantly likes to be challenged and likes new things. Okay. And so I think mm-hmm. there'd be some turnover there mm-hmm. in relationship mm-hmm. status, more so than, let's say, me, who, you know, is much more of a kind of a straight and narrow kind of sure. committed mm-hmm. person. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Mm-hmm. That was a great right. answer. Yes. It's very fair to your friend. Yes. Now, which of the impractical jokers is most likely to be... I have to say Murr, because... <laughs> <laughs> to actually move to a different country and never come back to America. Q. Okay. Yeah, Q without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Q has that air, a whimsy air to him. He likes to travel. He likes solitude mm-hmm. at times. Um He's he's yeah he could be Q, Q can be a great introvert okay and so I feel like he he would be like I'm gonna go live in a a shack in the mountains and write sure yeah sure now of, of these uh, of these uh, uh, these punishments which which was the worst to you the bingo one <laughs> which is maybe the most skin-crawling thing I've ever seen in my life, where you were at, what, Foxwoods Casino? Right. Yes. And you had to keep decl- in this room full of people it, it, playing bingo. 1,100 blue hairs. Gambling. Yeah. Like, actually spending money to play bingo <laughs> in a casino. And you had to yell, I have, I got bingo. How many times did you have to say it? I'm guessing in a neighborhood of 10. Okay. Did you just had to keep saying Oh, and you didn't have it. No. I didn't have it at all. <laughs> they, 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 and they, this is new bingo where they project mm-hmm. your cards. <laughs> when you call it, uh, they have a number and they project it on, the, mm-hmm. on like a 20-foot yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. So the first time I yelled bingo, everyone took inventory of how, how much I did not have bingo. Okay. And how much yeah. I would need to have bingo. Yeah. So the second time I yelled bingo, they already knew it was still mathematically impossible for me not to have to have the bingo, nobody could have gotten so the, bingo. So the then. first one was like, oh, you know, God bless. He doesn't. Know. Anyone could. Anyone yeah. could make a mistake. Sure. And then after that, it was just mounting like. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you know, I hosted bingo while I was on the Impractical Jokers cruise. That's right. Now that cruise. Yeah. It was the. It was the. It was where it left from Miami, mm-hmm. and it was how was it a week long cruise? I think five, four, four or five days. Five days. Yeah. Okay. It was the best. And it was Chris. I've been trying to convince Tom that that he should do a cruise. I can't do it. You, you imagine? should. Chris wants to do a co. Get their show, best show cruise. Yes. Mutants on the high seas. You Mutants called it. Mutants on the high seas. I would. 
be praying for some sort of Captain Phillips situation. <laughs> for I'd be like, you're fine. You're the captain now. People I'm still ask out. me about it. Friends of Tom, they come up to me still. They ask me, when are you going to convince uh, Tom to do the Mutants on the look, High Seas? More power to him. Let me know how the cruise goes. The, I hosted uh, the bingo with Vacation Jason. He yeah. went on a rant where he started yelling, <laughs> money is a construct, capitalism is evil, and they cheered him. Yeah, Gamblers cheered him yeah. as he slammed capitalism. This, this guy who's one of Chris's, he's a he's character. On, he was such a yeah. hit on the boat. You guys did, that was such so cool what you guys he did. He became like the most... And the way that you Popular. like documented and stuff, it was it was its own like sub like story. All it was so I did great. was documented as this guy became the king of the boat. You mm-hmm. know he's having a roast. There's a roast of vacation. Jason coming. I, up. I know. I know. I I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm gonna put him on a spit. I, I will not be in town for that. Oh, that's a shame. I was asked to be a part of it, and I gleefully said to him, "No." <laughs> it's also that great thing when someone ha- when someone emails you to be a part of their own roast. It's not at all low rent at all when they say, "Hey, I'm doing a roast of me. Will you come and roast me at my roast of me?" It's like yeah, this is total amateur hour. Sorry, kid. That could have been Ouch. what you let off with at the roast. <laughs> I think I just did the roast. I think I just did it. Um the other uh, – so the the bingo one was, was brutal when you couldn't apologize to anybody in – where was that in uh, – was that in like uh, was Washington that, was Square? Was that Union Square? No, Union Square. Where I had to give the older lady the finger? Yeah. Yeah. To me, the worst is when you when you had to blow the air horn behind the woman and you did one of the funniest – Take, it was almost like Woody Allen in Bananas when he's on the subway and he's like fixing the hoodlums. Almost, you were just like, mm, mm. <laughs> just like, because you had to do these things and could not apologize, and you had to step on someone's foot. And... Started off small, yeah. To tell a child they were ugly. Um, sneeze on someone, blow oh. an air horn right behind someone's face, and then ultimately give. The middle finger to someone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And how about that? That and the um, the one when you were at the the one with the phone ringing at the at the, oh. the whose phone is ringing that ringer haunts me. It's it's uh, Terry is always saying whose phone is ringing. I. Mine. And it's just written by Casey Jost, uh, Mm -hmm. a a dear friend and and one of the writers and and contributors on our show. Mm -hmm. He's very great with that stuff. So you had to be at it at a, at a, what was it like a, a, everybody's reading there? It was book, it was a book reading, book club reading. It Mm -hmm. it was a real one that we, you know, like that we just kind of were able to join like one person on the inside. (laughs) And, uh, people took, turns reading passages from their own writings yeah and so the cell phone they gave me a cell phone and then uh, <laughs> they had to they kept calling me and the ringer is like whose phone is ringing mine it's mine whose phone is ringing yeah. my phone my phone my phone it was just like a really obnoxious <laughs> the worst ringer thing. ever and uh they rang it and i couldn't turn it off like people got used i mean yeah 
it, there's a really low tolerance there. Like right, right away, what, what, why you, you know, there's no way you don't know how to shut your own phone, so do it. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And then, exactly. then, then within the, by the, thir- by the third, I, I feigned like stupid. I was like, I, I don't, I just got, I don't even know I got it. I just got it. So then people were coming over and shutting it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, turn it back on. So, so you turn everything on. And, and that was really, you know, you picked three. You picked three of the ones that like because I I forget we've been doing yeah. it so long like yeah. I like I'm yeah. like revisiting these nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the if you think if you close your eyes, what is the one where you're just like, this is beyond, uh, this is beyond comedy now and this is actually hurting my heart as a human being on Earth with other human beings. Like which one comes to mind first? I mean, there's so many. Like, you wouldn't think that interrupting that book club was a big mm-hmm. thing, but it is. It is terrifying. It's unsettling. You feel like you get a feeling that comes from the inside of your body that, like, like you just start like emitting like flop sweat, and you feel like a pit, it's a pit in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing with the bingo, and you just you start to like literally feel a little bit nauseous yeah. because no matter what. Does like, your vision ever change? Do you almost feel like, you know, when suddenly it feels like your hands are bigger than they are <laughs> almost, or you're just like. Just out of body kind yeah, of surreal. Yeah. yeah, you could feel that at times. It was hard to give that old woman a finger and tell the, the baby that it was ugly. <laughs> that it was. Um, and without saying sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I, I'd have to think. You know, I should be ready to answer these types of no. questions. But the, the fact of the matter is, is I, fe- I felt that so often mm-hmm. that it, it's just hard to, like, think of, like, which one is the, like, prominent, most prominent, profound one. Oh, yeah. Well. Uh, again, reading at the wedding was, uh, mm-hmm. oh, there was a time that I had to go before the city council. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and pitch, uh, senior citizen playgrounds. And it was re- the real city council. And, uh, that New was York. Uh-huh. No, it was like somewhere in at a different, I like, we drove. It was a bit of a drive. And, uh, it was, it was a senior citizens playground. And they, like, I had to, like, <laughs> I couldn't leave until they gave approval for the project. And we scoped out a place that we would do it. And, and it was all these things like, Isolation Island, like for when they just want to be alone. There's a section in the park and, and a complaining booth and like all these other things. And there was uh, statues of children mm-hmm. so they could like talk to the family that doesn't visit them and things like that. And like, and like I was pitching that and then they, 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 they took it serious and were like mm-hmm. completely like incredulous about it. And I kept on having to push for approval. That was like really, really tough too. Um, <laughs> and then I like, yeah, like I don't know. And after those, do you just go like, do you like put like a cold cloth on your face and just like sit in the dark somewhere after after like how what is the what is the cool down like off of really intense ones? Um, yeah, I mean it's it sometimes you get you get rate you get adrenaline you get mm-hmm. racing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I've had I've had definitely had times where like I came out of one and had like a headache. Mm-hmm. Because I, it, it's that palpable, like mm-hmm. the feeling sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes not, and sometimes because of I've, our skin has grown thicker. You know, I, I also know I'm trying to make a funny show, but like the the best I can do is just try to play it real. Like I'm not like you know like to actually sometimes to test ourselves, we'll do stuff that when we're not filming mm-hmm. to get that feeling back of like mm-hmm. remember what it's like without a net. Yeah, and and so like you know, I kind of try and dip my toe in in that water was when I'm not filming, just so I can like pull pull from it when we're mm-hmm. filming. I think one of the uh, one of the funniest ones 
was when there was a thing going when that kid was supposed to spray a water pistol and it was just like and the kid kept getting it wrong and then on the fly the other guys decided that that was they were actually going to keep making this kid do it wrong to just make you get madder and madder that one of the setups isn't working yeah i was upset there because the kid was shooting people with the water gun yeah that was never the bit it was called zero to hero or something like that mm-hmm. and what it was was a kid had to go up and i was sitting on a park bench and he had to go to the person right next to me and be like, stick him up! And he would go to shoot the kid, uh, the mm-hmm. person. And mm-hmm. then I'd jump in front and take the <clears throat> bullet. Yeah, get sprayed. And get the... sprayed. And then I think I'd look like I did them a favor, but then mm-hmm. I'd say something horrible to the okay. kid. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But then the, like, the kid, the first time the kid went, he fell. And I was like, oh my God. And I went and got him like, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Like, just, we'll just do it again. Don't worry. And then the second time he did something wrong and I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then what they did was like, they were like, let's just make this kid keep shooting and doing everything wrong. I wasn't mad at the kid. I was mad that they weren't, cause I was mad that innocent people were, no one was ever yeah. supposed to be squirted with a yeah. water gun. Yeah. So like, I was like, you mm-hmm. can't keep on spraying these people on their mm-hmm. lunch break and hosing them down. <laughs> and I was like, where is the communication breakdown coming? Yeah. Because I was getting mad at our staff. Uh-huh. And then, of course, they taped uh, that, which is not really like, you know. Hopefully people saw it as me committed to making the, a good show. I thought you came off as just like, <laughs> this is wrong, and we need to figure out where the breakdown is taking place. Okay, good. good. And that you were just like, this can't, this can't happen. Like, like we can't be doing this. Right. And they just, and then you were just like, is this a bit? And they were like, no. And then you actually went back in and it kept happening. It was so, it's funny when it gets, when like the level of pranking gets so inside like that to where even you who are so attuned to it are on the wrong end of it. Right. Let me just read something here. My friend Neil Michael Haggerty, he's uh, the guy from, he was in Pussy Galore, and now he's in, uh, and he was in the Royal Trucks, and now his band, uh, Neil Michael Haggerty and the Howling Hex. Um, it, uh, it's uh, 2016, it's the year of the Hex, ladies and gentlemen. That's Neil Michael Haggerty and the Howling Hex. And for Neil and the Hex, it's been the year of Denver, their album about the city that launched Maybe even 50 Howling Hex live shows, uh, a career high in regard to, uh, the average given Hex activity of any calendar year. They played London, Prague, Chicago, Sioux Falls, the home office back in New York, and now Neil and the band were at Live in Leeds in Louisville, and, uh, that's not all of it. While they were in London, they cut a single, and now, uh, it's here to fill the void. The place you didn't know you were missing. The, it's the, the place you stick full moon in Gemini when you're feeling low. Slap it on, flip it over, flip it back, turn it over again. Both sides are two parts of the same song, so you can't go wrong. Uh, it's just like those great two-sided singles like American Pie and What I Say. The record makes a same amount of sense no matter what direction you play it in. Full moon in Gemini is now available, uh, from, it's in discerning record shops. And, uh, you can, or you can forget stores. You go to dragcity.com and check it out. Neil is a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine and he's on tour now. So go see, uh, Howling Hex if they're coming to your city. You can get tour dates over at dragcity.com. Neil recorded a single. Check that out. Um, who's good here, Mike? 
two. Best Bye. show. Hello, this is the Gregulator. Oh, my goodness. It's Chris Gethard's brother, the Gregulator. How it's are okay. you? I'm doing well, thanks. Hi, Sal. I'm a huge I Impractical Jokers fan. One of my oh, favorite yeah. shows ever. Oh, that's so cool, Greg. I, I'm, we've never met, but I am well aware of, of you and, 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 and what you do. Oh, Wait, what what does he do, brother? To Chris, and, 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 but but I've, I'm yeah. I, I'm in tune with a lot of the stories and and contributions and and, and mm-hmm. things that you've done. So hello, it's so nice to talk to you for the first time. Oh, good. Well, thank you for lying about having heard of me. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate. I knew exactly that. when you because Chris turned to me and mouthed, "It's my brother," but I knew yeah. mm-hmm. knew right away. And he mouthed to me and said, "Hang up." <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to um talk. About, um, you know, like, as you said before, this has become the year of Chris, Tom. Yes. And I wanted to talk about how big time my brother has gotten and how he has forgotten, how he forgot me last week. Um, All right, let's see. I got to hear this. I will, go ahead. He was on the Colbert show last week. He was. Right? He, he did really great. Yes. And he, I was on my way up to New York because I haven't seen Chris in a while. Mm-hmm. Since he was in his triumphant Europe adventure, and he gave me a call on the way up and said that he got booked on Colbert and did I want to go? Of course I did, right? So I get up to New York and I am taking the train over. I get off at the subway stop. When I got on the train, it was a beautiful Manhattan afternoon. When I got off the train, it was a downpour, and I had to get to the studio by 5.30, and Chris and his wife would text me like, where are you? You got to get here. You got to get here. Mm-hmm. So I run through this downpour, and Chris, I would suffice to say when I finally got into the room, I probably looked like the biggest maniac in the world, like dripping wet, clad in a towel. It, in classic Greg Gethard luck, Tom, it rained hard for, mm-hmm. it rained, it was a beautiful day, it rained hard yeah. for about seven minutes, yeah. and these were the yeah. seven minutes my brother was... Outside and completely unprotected. Yeah. So he shows up at the Colbert green room. I mean, soaking with, it looks like he yeah. took a shower with his clothes yeah. on. They gave him yeah. a towel. They went and found a towel for him. Yeah, yeah. And who was in the room next to us as I'm toweling off in the freezing cold green room? Alan but Iverson. Iverson. Alan Iverson. And I am, you know, like, Freaking, me and Chris are both freaking out about yeah. Alan Iverson. Yeah. And but on top of me freaking out, I am freezing cold <laughs> and shivering mm-hmm. and trying to act like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So Chris does his segment, and it's great. And then they, like, kick you out of the theater immediately. And I'm in my wet, dripping, horrible clothing. Mm-hmm. And Chris's manager says to Chris, oh, we have your car service for your next meeting. And Chris mm-hmm. gets whisked away in a car mm-hmm. to whoever he's going to meet with. Yeah, and well, I'm and in my dripping wet clothing yeah. left to fend for myself. Mm-hmm. No ride offered to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to get out of my clothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I do is I go to the nearest store, which mm-hmm. is uh, a tourist store where people were buying, like, those Statue of Liberty hats. And I ended up buying... Um, a pair of sweatpants. They only had one brand of sweatpants. Um, they had the uh, NYPD 
on the on the leg with the badge, uh-huh. <laughs> and they were uh, roughly built for the size of uh, Draymond Green. Okay. But the owner, the proprietor, kept on insisting me it was one size fits all, and they he was kind of fibbing, but I needed to get out my clothing, and then um, so to pair it with my NYPD sweatpants. I purchased uh, an FDNY top because you want to mix and match. Yeah. And then I asked the guy at the store if they had a dressing room I could change into. And, of course, they don't. So I'm like, I really need to get out my clothing. And he's like, just come behind the counter, and I'll block you, and you can change here. So I... I stripped uh, to, like, my underwear briefly behind, like, a man (laughs) at, like, NYC chorus. Yeah. Well, people are buying like mugs. Yeah, you were like and, in the, um, you were like in the Seaside Heights parking lot, <laughs> like yeah, like a mom holding a towel up yeah. while a kid changes. So you changed yeah, yeah. behind the counter. Yeah, I changed behind the counter, and then um, I had to get to Astoria, and mm-hmm. the subway that takes you to Astoria was not working anymore. Mm-hmm. So then they tell you. Um, the, the closest train I have to get is at Times Square. So, obviously, I never, no one in their right mind wants to go to Times Square ever. But I am now wearing, like, these oversized NYPD sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, You're like the like, ultimate had, tourist. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I had to tuck uh-huh. my, like, I had to tuck my shirt into the sweatpants uh-huh. for that, like, a little bit of leverage so they wouldn't keep falling uh-huh. down. Uh-huh. And they were like, all the way, pulled, like, all the way up to, like, the middle of my chest. <laughs> horrible sweatpants. And um, I had to, you know, walk to Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, I, cab drivers were not picking me up. Like, one cab driver pulled up to the side and saw one idiot I looked like and, like, took uh-huh. off. Yeah. And um, that was my, my adventure while Chris is in the middle of... Um, you know, hobnobbing with the comedy elite yeah, or, per, or, 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 or working, what you can call say? it. Or yeah. working. Or, had another yeah. press obligation. I'm getting money. What's you had another to, press obligation, He's supposed Tom? to pull the... Po- no, no, I'll cancel that interview. My brother got wet, and I need to make sure he gets dry. So I know I was going to go do another interview to promote my... I finally got my show. I finally have something going my way. But let me throw it all out, because my brother got is wet, and he... Is he's not happy that he's wet, so we'll drive back to Astoria in the car rather than me promote my off-bro. You know what, Greg? Oh, that no. was a very funny story, <laughs> but you had to make it about you, didn't you? Your brother's got his moment of glory, and it just like somehow you turned it. Up. It's all it's Greg time. No, it, this time it was Tom. Ah, uh, you hung up on my brother in front <laughs> yeah, of me. I did. Yeah, I did. Oh. That was me defending you finally with yeah, your older true. brother. That's true. He had to make it about himself. I did leave him in the dust, so I, I didn't. You're I mean, working. I had someplace else. To, I yeah. had another. It was another thing. Was another he, is, he doesn't have a working phone. He can't. He can't call uh, Uber. Yeah, get true. an Uber. He's the only yeah. guy without a with the, can they download the hey, Uber app. You said it. I will say I saw a picture of him in that getup, and you would yeah, good. You would love it. He was wet. Look, it happens to all of us. The the, the sweatpants, mm-hmm. the FDNY NYPD sweatpants mm-hmm. sweat and shirt combo was pretty amazing. It's pretty. Amazing. I'm glad. Look. Sure, those weren't cheap up there either. Oh no, no he probably they spent, price gouged. He probably spent on ninety dollars. <laughs> yeah. He also could have walked like another block and a half, and there would have been. I'm sure there would have been, been an a old gap. navy or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now 
he knew it was a story. He's like, he probably saw an old navy. He probably walked past an old navy <laughs> to go into a, and probably went into a tourist thing. It probably wasn't cheap. It was probably wasn't expensive enough. He went into another one <laughs> that gouged him. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, what's up? Who's this? Uh, this is Marcel from Orlando. Marcel from Orlando. How's it going? I'm pretty good. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Well, um, I just saw something on Twitter um, from the Emmys the other night, which I didn't watch, but this concerns Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And yes. Stranger Things, which uh, Sal is wearing a shirt that says, Barb deserved better. Oh, really? Did she? Really? <laughs> she deserved better. It was the... Well, it was what I felt when I watched it in a vacuum, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it caught on fire. So I'm, I'm holding true to that it was my real feeling. Yet. Sure. No. Look, I would say this. Sure, she deserved better. She got killed. People don't deserve to get. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined. You've had three months to watch it. And you know what? Whoop de doo. I'm not ruining anything. If she can't outrun the Demogorgon. The one, the one, the kid could do it. Will outran that thing for weeks. Yeah, for weeks. They stuck, they stuck things in his throat. He still made it out of there, or did he? Um, it's like if it's Barb's fault, she can't. Oh, the Demogorgon catches her. Hey, it's rough in the upside down. Nobody said it was easy in the upside down, right? They've actually said right. the opposite, generally. Yeah. That's the why is, she showed nothing but a, a, just a high moral code. There was not even a, a line in there out of any of her scenes that would that would warrant what happened yeah, to she's her. She's a wet blanket. But it wasn't. She was, but really, you don't, I mean, everybody, everybody in the show was a little gray. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, but she was just, it, there was no gray area with her. Yeah. And she, also, she, no one, she caught the worst fate. No one in that entire town demonstrated even a second of concern over her fate. Her best yeah. friend was like, yeah. well. Where was her search party? You didn't see yeah. people combing through the woods no. with flashlights for Barb. No. Well, maybe Barb shouldn't be such a wet noodle. People in the town would go looking for her, right? Will, where's mm-hmm. Will? Well, you see Barb's mother putting lights on the wall trying to talk to the, right? It's true. Barb's mother was probably at the mall. Barb didn't just deserve a better fate. She deserved a better life. Uh, even when she was alive, it seems. Nobody can. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the world is a better place because Barb is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm certainly saying, <laughs> who are you going to root for more? The dork who... who Gets uh, gets chomped sitting on a diving board, or the the little kid with the shaved head who can flip an SUV over by cricking her neck that way. Who'd you Who'd you rather watch? All these people. Oh, Barb's my favorite. Really, you like Barb better than the kid who gets the look in her eyes and starts breaking dudes' necks just by twitching her head? I'll stick with the the kid. I, I agree with you there. I just think she deserved better part. Yeah. But Eleven was my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of my favorite characters probably since Lost on any yeah. television show. Marcel, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mike, can you come in here for a second? Oh, 
you read this. Hold on one second. Into a micro. Oh, you, 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 the mic's not. They generally to work better when they're plugged the in. I want to be clear for the listener. Mike just picked up a mic with no no cord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like doo doo. You want to just use? It's right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. We can do this. Guy with the thing. What are you, Tony Robbins, walking around with the wireless mic? <laughs> okay, let's, let's get serious. If it's Tuesday night, it's time for the Gary the Squirrel Show. Oh. America's number one late night program. Our guests are Chris Gethard and Sal Volcano. My name is AP Mike, and I suck. But the star of the show doesn't. Please welcome Gary the Squirrel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's up? Hey, Mike. Get out. Get out. You suck. Who's on the show? What? What's up, Gary? Chris Gethard. <laughs> Long time no see, man. Career suicide. Love it. Oh, that's good. I hope you'll come check it out. Yeah, I will. Chris Gethard is one of my favorites. Thanks, Gary. You and your family so talented. It's kind of like the Raw Denimbombs. That's really nice of you to say. Or like the Corleone family okay. with two Fritos. <laughs> you burned me. And Fred from Honolulu is your Tom Hagen. He's pretty good, yeah. Now you got your new show, Career Suicide. Yeah. CareerSuicideShow.com. Yeah. I thought your show, Career Suicide, was called Big Leak. <laughs> Ouch. Big Leak. Ouch. Blast from the past there, Gary. You got me good on that one. Thank you. No, I can't wait to see the show. Looks great. Thank, thank you so much. Don't Think Twice is a movie you got out now. Directed by Mike Barbiglio. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You know what you might have wanted to think twice about? Starring in Big Lake! <laughs> I mean, it was a really great opportunity at the time. It's a really... All right, thank you to Chris Gethard. Oh, that's it? Okay. Who's next on the show? Sam Volcano! Hey, Gary. What's up? No, nothing much. Impractical Jokers! Mm -hmm. It's like the Beatles of comedy. There's four of you. <laughs> it's like if, but it's like if the Beatles were made up of two Ringos and two Pete Bests! Not <laughs> 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 in every episode of the show, whoever loses gets a punishment. <laughs> now you know what it feels like to watch the show! <laughs> It's like a punishment! No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love the show <laughs> so much. Now, here's a that's, trivia that's, question. That's, Chris, that's, yeah. did you know that True TV used to be Court TV? Yeah, yeah, I was aware of that. And did you know that I find Sal Volcano guilty of impersonating a comedian? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that part, no. No, but you're really funny, Sal. <laughs> you're kind of like... I like the setup. <laughs> you 
<laughs> kind of like Chris Hardwick without the talent. <laughs> right now, Jamie you know, Kennedy's at I'm home. Lo- I'm looking at Gary in the eyes while he yeah, says, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. talking to you, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, it, answer this. <laughs> The Carbonaro effect. What is the effect? Because I think the effect is it makes me want to jump out of a window. That's the Carbon. Is that the Carbonaro effect? <laughs> makes me want to jump out a window. I like it. I think it's a good show. Yeah. You always know when you're at a bowling alley in Atlanta and there's a good-looking guy at the snack bar. Wearing glasses with a camera attached to it. Gary, you watch the show. You, you, you even know it's filmed in Atlanta. It's like, oh, I wonder why this good-looking guy with horn-rimmed glasses is in doing every menial job you've ever seen. I was working. A, you ever see the guys that work at bowling alley snack bars? But true. With impractical jokes. Right now, Jamie Kennedy's at home saying, what did I do wrong? The Jamie Kennedy experiment. He's at home pulling his hair out. These guys are selling out Radio City. No, but really, I think it's great. I think impractical jokes is great. I think you guys are going to have a long and fruitful career. Just like the guy who hosted Juiced. What was his name again? Who hosted Juiced? That other prank show? I don't know it. I don't, I'm not oh, sure. that's right. OJ Simpson. No. no, but I want to thank Sal Volcano and Chris Gethard for coming on the Gary the Squirrel Show. Thanks for having us, Gary. Thanks, that was great. Thanks, Gary. All right. I'm out. Left. I was fast. This show is real quick. That was a quick. Oh, God. It's like it's. I guess it's like the Snapchat era now. Yeah. Shows are quicker. I get that. This show is very quick. All right, let's take these last couple calls and we'll wrap up and say good night to my guests and good night to you, the listener. Best show. Go ahead, real fast. Now you got your thing on in the background. Come on, tighten it up. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Best show. They were, on, they were on hold for. 45 minutes. How's it going, Tom? Uh, it's going, oh, it's Fred from Honolulu. Oh, it's Freddy Hawaii. Oh. Let, let me introduce you to Sal Volcano right now. How's it, Sal? Hi, how are you? Wait till you I'm alright, man. Big ups to you and your very, very large women fan base. Thank you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sal does have a large fan base of women. This is true. Every time Sal tweets at me, I get a lot of retweets from women. Fred. I love it. Yeah. Fred, Fred's a cool dude. Yeah. Fred, what would you think about doing this? You know, why don't you come down here in a couple weeks? Mm-hmm. You and I, I'm going to give you the platform nobody has given you. <laughs> Three hours of Fred. I will co-host this show with you for the entire show. Oh, what you want to know the first thing I do? What? I already got one thing. Yeah, what's that? Something you've never done. What? Ready? Beg, uh, beg Joe Firestone for a job? That's there's that. I was gonna. I was also. I was. I was gonna um, beg uh, Mr. Volcano for a place in Team Impractical. 
there's a space for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fred, you're not, you're not putting your best foot forward. Right. <laughs> Somebody just tweeted, oh no, three hours of Fred. Yeah. That's Guess first, what? what? No white collars. Step no one. white collars. <laughs> no white collars. What? I'll do the that. The white genocide begins. The white genocide <laughs> begins. Okay. Wait, what was that I said about this guy hosting for three hours? <laughs> Look, if you want to do a show, Fred, with no... I'll do whatever you want. You set the tone. <laughs> is, Fred, uh, is Fred Hawaiian? Yes. I know he lived in Honolulu. Well, yes. Fred, I think you're I'm Filipino. Filipino, Filipino yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's like the people... Did you ever see the Hawaiian movie, The Descendants? He's like... Yes. Uh, He's like those Hawaiian guys, like Matthew Lillard. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, the wealthy or, landowner. Yeah, or George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Right? Or Bo, uh, Jeff Bo Bridges. <laughs> Fred, why were you being so cocky at that wedding this weekend? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jersey Dave's getting married, and you got, you, you're walking around like the king of the... Chris Gethard pointed at me in front of 50 strangers and said they'd find me floating in the lake. I never said that. In front of his wife to feel like a big man. There you go. Tough talk. Tough talk. (laughs) All right, Fred. Classic Fred. He calls at uh, 8.50. He calls at 11.59. I literally was calling. All right, we'll talk this out when you're on. (laughs) Best show. Hello. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Amber. Amber, how are you? I'm good. What's up? Nothing. I just, I'm a big Impractical Jokers fan. Huge. I could hear it in your voice. Hi, Amber. Hi. You have a question for Sal, Amber? You seem less than oh, I just, I, I just want to tell him he's my absolute favorite. Oh. Who, who's your least favorite, though, right? Which one? Which Joker are you I just like, eh. I don't have a least favorite. Yeah, you, I know you do. We all do. You can say it. Uh, Who is it? Murray. There you go. (laughs) At a girl. (laughs) There you go. That's all. Thank you, Amber. I do have to end the show. I appreciate you calling. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye, Amber. I mean, have fun with everything. I hope you're okay. Final call. Best show. Hello. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Amalia. Uh, who's this? Amalia? Amalia, yeah. Amalia, where are you calling from? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. What's going on mm-hmm. tonight, Amalia? Well, it's been a long day. Um, I've, I'm sorry, I missed your show today. Okay, well, it'll be, so. it'll, it'll be on the, uh, you can get it on, on, uh, as a podcast. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna listen to it later. I just, I just missed it because I, I have a book club. So, okay. Yeah. Nope. But I've been told that this is the house power power or something like that. It's the what? What were you told? House power of power. The, the half hour. hour. It is not the half hour power. You're calling at the end oh, of the regular best show. Yeah. Oh really? No yeah. way. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> All right. I, okay. I do have to end well, the show. Good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate. You should call call earlier in the show. Next week. Yeah, no, totally. Like, next time, I, I would love to go earlier. All right. You do that. I can't wait. 
Mm-hmm. Thanks, Amanda. So what's up with you? What happened with the show today? Oh, it's was a, it good? Well, well, really sticking uh, the landing with yeah. this one, Sharply. <laughs> it, really sticking the landing. Well, I would say your best bet's probably tomorrow for you to listen to what happened on it rather than <laughs> okay, tell okay, you okay. what happened on it. Okay. All right. You, ha- you have a great night. Thanks for calling. We can start good over. Night. Bye. Hi, Tom. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. Take care. Um, who's this final one, Mike? I hung up before. Okay, best show. Yeah, I want to ask Al a question. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to ask him about uh, uh, the girl he called, uh, told he was a pussy doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's how you end the show. That's the way you end it. Okay, yeah, I was at a uh, networking event, and I was a gynecologist, but I could only refer to myself as a pussy doctor. <laughs> what is the question? Yeah, did you find it easy to say that to her because she was such an abrasive? I'm sure he found it so easy. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I, I can feel this one. Of course, it was easy. There was nothing difficult or uncomfortable about that. <laughs> because you, she just like came up to you like, all right, quick, 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 with a pen. Who are you? What do you want to do? Yeah, it was a networking event for professionals, and uh, <clears throat> I guess the gag there was that I was a pretty well-educated professional with a good career, but I kind of went lowbrow in the description of it, so it was a little bit hard to say the the P word to the yeah. woman no. and, at a professional event, or otherwise, really. Yeah. Uh, it, was a t- it was tough. Uh, uh, how, how old are you? <laughs> uh, 38. Oh, okay, all right. Fine. That's right. No, I just I just thought it was uh, I don't know. It seemed like uh, you went for it, you know. Like you didn't uh, have any regards because she was being, you know, such a C one T. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I don't recall that part. Yeah, but uh, she was did, really rude. Did this did, did, did this just air, or is this just something that's been on your mind since you saw it, or? I don't know. I've seen your episodes, you know, a few times. That one, I just, uh, I've never seen you be that willing to, to go forth and, mm-hmm. you know, say something that, I think it was Murr who said, uh, I can't believe he said it. You could very well been, because he's, he, he contributes there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, um, wait, I'm really at a loss for well, You don't know. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, yeah, you know I, what? You're probably right. I'm probably very meek a lot of the time, so that probably stuck out to you as a time that I was bold. Uh, could depend on the mood of the day, and uh, I appreciate you calling and, and yeah. talking about it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Okay. Hi. Oh. Look. Show's <laughs> over. I can't thank you enough for coming down, Sal Volcano. I'm really, really happy to be here. I appreciate yeah. the invite, and thank you for giving our show a chance. You come down anytime you want. Thank you. My old friend, Chris Gethard. It's really nice that you have me back, Tom. Career suicide Yeah. starts in a, just a couple weeks. Yeah. And people can go to careersuicideshow.com, and, and you can buy tickets for the entire run there, and listeners of the show can use the code... F-O-T-10 and get $10 off that ticket. You go do that now and support Chris. 
He's been my friend, and he's been the show's friend for so long. And now we can show you that we are in your corner. And it's going to be great. I can't wait to see the show. Congratulations on everything. Thanks, the, man. The that movie. Means a lot. Thank Don't you. think twice. Hopefully a third season of uh, the Chris Gethard show. But the career suicide. Can't wait. And Sal, Impractical Jokers is on. Uh, pretty much, you might as well say when it's not on, right? <laughs> like, uh, new, new episodes are on a Thursday. Is that time? Sure. New episodes are on Thursdays at 10, and then there's also the, the the show that has little bubbles pop up and things, right? Yeah, maybe do that, too. Mm-hmm. Try to re- repurpose some things, yeah, put a little extra in- information in there. And you guys yeah. are doing live shows uh, all the time. Yeah, we're pretty much constantly on tour, usually every other weekend. But we're doing a bus tour starting October 7th. Okay. And uh, that'll be for a few weeks, so you can see us if you go to ImpracticalJokers.com or TheTenLawrence.com. Mm-hmm. And I'll, we're doing a live episode um, to, to finish the season at the Prudential Center um, November 3rd. Wow. With um, Nitro Circus. Okay. And so we're doing these like stunts for charity and stuff like that. Um, oh, my God. So that's like a thing that we just announced. So oh, that's anyone could come to it, and, and it'll be fun, and hopefully, hopefully we survive it. That's super exciting. People can find out all that stuff over at impracticaljokers.com. Sure. And you also are on uh, Twitter at? At Sal Volcano. And you, because you do stand-up all the time and all sorts of things. And you have your podcast, which is, again, called? What Say You. What Say You, which you do, uh, it's kind of intermittent sometimes, right? right? You, yeah. You, which is fine. Look. We get it. We, we try to do it. When we I'm can. the stupid one coming here every week. <laughs> and let me just say, finally, to you, the best show listener, that it's called Post Roll, people. And I'm going to read something to you. You sit back and you listen to what I'm going to say and you do everything I'm about to tell you to do. Oh, I'm supposed to. We're in a. Chris and I are in a fantasy basketball league. The the commissioner of the league will get mad if I don't say that on the air. There we go, Robbie. I said it. <laughs> you happy? Robbie's a good guy. You're gonna miss the in person draft this year. I know. I hope it's at a time where I can do it online. I hope it's not. I hope you end up with a really bad team. You know who I'm taking first round if I can get him. Who? Gilbert Arenas. I Who's wish Gilbert Arenas. I wish Gilbert yeah. was still in the league. Dude, don't you think Westbrook's going to be in... Yeah, no, it's going to be the craziest mode? season you've ever seen. It's going to be like a video game. It's going to be like NBA Jam where he's on fire wait. the whole time. No, that's my guy Who's going to get Westbrook? Whoever gets... Whichever one of us has the earlier yeah. pick is getting Westbrook, yeah. right? I've been to the finals for the for last three years. I lose every time in the finals. I really crapped out. I, I, dude, I picked Kevin Love over Hassan Whiteside last year. What was I thinking? Doesn't that say something, Sal? I make it to the finals three years in a row. Isn't that better than almost winning one year and not making it back ever again? To, yeah. to show you can put a th- team together, I think I'm just the best at it. And if I make it a fourth time and don't win, then I don't know what I'm going to do. the Susan Lucci. Of the Susan Lucci. The Buffalo Bills the or Bills. the Susan Lucci. And just, I got to figure something out, guys. Chris, this Chris pals around these fancy people. I got to get one more of these out of my system. I need an Ira. If there's an Ira Glass listening or a Mike Birbiglio listening or any of these people want to champion me or Judd Apatow and you want to back me on a thing, I'll make a movie. You don't think I got a movie in me? I'll make a movie. Back me. 
Seriously, there's got to be some winners out there listening who want to get in my corner. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. Use promo code BEST at DraftKings.com now and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code BEST to play free for your share of over $1 million in total prizes this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See site for details. DraftKings.com. Fancy football, bro. Um, thank you guys so much for coming down. And any seriously, anytime you want to come back, so you come back or oh, call and work. Absolutely love and to. You know Chris, obviously. Thank you. This is a record by... It's on Hozak. It's a reissue of a single from 1977. Charlie Ungry is... The band and the song is Time to Go. Oh, it's almost like I planned it. Best show. Be back next week. Bye.